0: Halloween special episode tonight. Do we have a theremin?
1: What's one of them? It was one of those things that goes. Oh, James, do you have a theremin? Hi. Oh, we've got a Twitter uh, Twitterer who wants to know if there's a place um, he can download a past episode. This is from uh, one of our Canadian listeners. Uh, I was working in the middle of a field with only three G connection. Is there a replay I can listen to? <laughs> <around> dot Bangingaround.com.com.
2: <laughs> I, I set up you guys' email addresses. I don't know if you, you would have got the. Um, I did get the, the
1: the. Um. So are we recording? I'll um, <laughs> <laughs> <you can laughs> <have> to tell you what the password is. All right, um, let's first start with a food wrap-up. I've got a nice Fini uh, Chardonnay from Jinjin Jin in my hand. Unwooded. No courtesy wood. Courtesy of Harry Eslick. Harry, anything to say about the estate that this was uh, a
0: Um It's from
1: Jinjin. Jin. Um, there's no wood. Oh, that is nice. That's lovely. Pontifex, what have you um, laid out? Yeah, I noticed you just flipped something off the barbie into a beautiful serving platter. <laughs> Um, are they Ikea meatballs? Uh, no, they're Woolworths meatballs. Oh, With nice. Dipping sauce. They
2: come with the dipping sauce. They the come pack. with the dipping come, sauce? But they don't come with the toothpicks. Which no, is... No, no. You can't have...
1: But it, is it a frozen food thing? It's frozen food, right? No, no, no it's like in the butcher's section. Oh. Oh, I'm because I was going to say, if it's frozen food, um, you probably couldn't keep a toothpick in there. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Well, the thing is, is that... It's really easy to find the sauce section in the. In oh, the here we go.
1: Harry's taking first bite. Listen to that. Can you hear that? Get the I reckon that meatball's fanging around right in your there. mouth. It's right up there. Sorry, it's easy to find the sauce section.
2: Uh, it's easy to find the sauce section in the supermarket than the <laughs> toothpick section. <laughs> so if they wanted to be more convenient, why don't they give us, t- t- you know, the, to the tooth
1: toothpicks? Picks, yeah. Oh, you know, they should do an upsell. Whack the toothpicks next to the meatballs. It doesn't come with them, but, you know, you're going to want them, and it's an extra two bucks, and you're going to drop it. Woolworths should hire us as consultants. Shit, yep. I don't mm. know anything about meatballs. I don't know shit about meatballs, man. Um... So there's meatballs, and there's also a jar of sweeties. By the look of, it. I can see Oreos. It's Halloween. Jelly beans.
2: Ooh, Halloween special. So just d-
1: in case any kids come trick or treating, we can. Oh, this give is them the some leftovers candies. from our house after the kids had left trick or treating.
0: Oh, did
2: kids come? We had kids hey. trick or treating, and we treated
1: them. You didn't trick the shit out of them.
2: No. <laughs> so just to uh, introduce yourself, just welcome to the Fangin' Around
1: podcast. <laughs> With James Campbell, (laughs) Harry, (laughs) yes, nice. Uh, We
2: actually have a website now, fangingaround.com. Go there, you can subscribe. If I assume the only reason you're listening is if you've subscribed, unless you're listening live, there's also some basic instructions on how to listen live on Gipperian FM to our live shows, which we are doing on Monday nights at the moment, Perth
1: time. You can listen live or you can listen undead for our Halloween yeah. special. Ooh. We have six subscribers now. Fuck off, really? Yeah.
2: Who? So you got to perform
3: you, for the me, audience. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys, so you download the episode? You subscribe?
1: No. I, I don't have subscribe. A, I don't subscribe.
3: Because I don't want, want to, to skew this? the stats.
2: Oh. Yeah. So there we go. There must be some people listening.
1: Wow, six people. That haunted. You guys, I didn't see you guys
2: pu- pushing out on your Facebook page, like come download our new podcast. So no, that was, all, that was l- all my work for the. I've promotion. been
1: laying low on the internet, man, all until right. I catch up with my uh, internet projects. Me too. Whoa, Whoa, that's genuine, spooky, haunted. Wow, Sound. Are. It's we the are.
2: Halloween special, fanging around episode whatever. I fang- think. Island we are television. broadcasting what are we outdoors. So yeah, it's, we're actually it's actually outdoors. October 31st, yeah, and we're broadcasting outdoors. It's a balmy Perth night. It's the first one, well, one of the first ones of oh, the it's year. a haunted Perth night. Of the season, Barmy. I should
1: say.
2: Haunt- yeah, we do our haunting in the heat. Uh, it was
1: not as windy earlier, but we started a bit late. Mm-hmm. It's true, I was at a toy library meeting. How did that go down? It was good. Oh, it was good.
2: How often do we have it so we should... Into our it's
1: schedule. once a month. Um, on but it's usually, no, it's usually on Wednesdays. This was an, like an emergency one that had to be on Monday. Oh shit, what was oh, it? Oh, was the emergency you allowed last say? Oh, no, it Scoop? was. Just, no, it, look, uh, probably it's because we had the AGM just, I think, last week and new, new people got um, signed in and they had to get, like, new people joined the committee. And they had to get kind of inducted. So, we had the whole paddles and we're beating them in the buttocks and tar and feathering and that sort of thing. And then we had to get it done quick. So, there's a big market for tar
2: and feather at the toy library. Oh, yeah. Huge. Uh, So, I should have show notes here somewhere. Halloween special. Uh, What have you guys been consuming this past week? Anything...
1: Um, look, I went to a talk by, um, the owner or, or the, the owner operator, uh, gestator of Must Bar. There's a wine bar. There's one in Margaret River. There's one in, uh, Mount Lawley. I've seen that bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the gentleman's name, I cannot for the life of me remember. I'm totally blanking. But, um, he was a lovely man from Manjimup, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I believe. Local Perth guy. And I went to a talk. Um, last minute, our neighbour had a ticket to a talk of his. Some One of their friends had to drop out. They said, do you want to come? I went. And I loved it. It was great. He was a great speaker. What uh, did he talk about, though? talked about um, his love of food, where it stemmed from. Oh, okay. Uh, Russell... Wolf? No, Russell Brady. Blakey. Right. Blakey. Here's Harry. Your truffle guy might supply truffles to him for his restaurants. No, nah, probably the guy next door. Oh. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> but he was just talking about... Um, yeah, all sorts of food stories, lots of food anecdotes, which was really interesting. And so, I got his cookbook and okay. made a couple of recipes from it, so... Oh. yeah. So, must-buzz guy, not Russell Blakey? Or is that one in the same person? It's one and the same, I believe.
2: Oh, really? What I didn't yep. remind you guys this week is even if you didn't add show notes before the show, you can add after so I can... I know
1: what links you're talking about, like the link to his book or whatever. No, oh, that's
2: a good idea. Okay. So, I can put that in. Well, well. Russell
1: Blakey, I made his macaroni recipe and I made... Um, one of his salads. Was it with cheese, the macaroni? It was macaroni and cheese, it was mac and cheese, but it was using uh, grue, grue. Grue. cheese. And although it took me a long time to prepare, um, there were only like two pots involved because of, you know, you mix this and then you pour it that and then you do this and do this reduction and da 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 da. da. Um, so there was hardly any cleaning up. It took me about an hour and a half to make. <laughs> <laughs> for a mac and cheese. For a mac and cheese. That's that's not, the yeah, that's not with the bake time. But mm. that was, you know, first time, and I think, you know, it's good. Was it, th- was it was it delicious, though? It was incredible. It was incredible, and I made a shit ton of it because I thought I'm just going to double the amount he's suggesting and then, like, put it in the fridge and take it for lunches. So everyone's right, eating cool. mac and cheese. <laughs> but I'm th- I'm, that's this is general kind of I'm going to up my ante with my food efforts. That's now, you I've have
2: a, a child. Has he
1: had, like, craft mac and cheese before? No. is that Do kids still have that? Why yeah. yeah I, oh, I don't it. think
2: I ever really had it.
1: No, look, I see it in the supermarket and you can get, like... It's, it's full-blown, craft Mac and Cheese. You can get, like, individual packet sort of ones or family packs with 40 individual sachets in it or <laughs> Mac and Cheese for the family, which feeds 40, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, Mac and Cheese is still going strong. It's I think really big had- in America. All the po- American podcast listeners are always talking about, yeah, I had Mac and Cheese. Yeah, but... Yeah, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I made this one, which was a Gruyere mac and cheese, and then um, the previous one I'd made was one of my partner Elizabeth, her brother uh, Vincent Marufa, who used to work at Must Bar. He had he has a recipe for a four cheese macaroni, which contains about like sixty dollars worth of cheeses, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it is incredible and prosciutto and so on and so forth. Anyway, I've been consuming that, and the last couple, just the last two days, I've been really fascinated. And wanting to find out more about the TV series American Horror Story, but I haven't actually been able to find anything. I saw the ad- so what is it?
2: What what was the, what piqued your interest? What was the horror jump-off point? It reminded me of oh, American Gothic.
1: No, oh. I just saw a picture of it and I was like, "What is this thing?" And then I was like, "Oh my god, American Horror Story!" And I was like, "Oh, it actually looks kind of creepy and not creepy, like um, horrifying, I guess." You know, I'm not much into that. You know, this whole genre of torture porn or or serial killers because I understand that and there's much worse things actually happening like I I was watching um, some TV recently and they just had you know like Oxfam had ads for um, what was it like for the you know the horn of Africa where everyone's starving and there's all these kids that look like you know fetuses that are you know a year old Hmm. and I'm like that's more horrific than the human centipede or anything stupid like that but then there's sort of horror where it's like well there's something supernatural and that's kind of inventive and fun and yeah so, I was kind of intrigued by that. Uh, I think I've spoken nonstop. Someone else talked. <laughs> Speaking of
2: cheeses, you know, I think I told you, I told you guys, maybe we talked about it in po- podcast. podcast. Uh, you know, I tried to make the the sort of the smoky fondue using the smoky cheddar and used yeah. uh, like amber ale instead of wine for the fondue. I've heard that, yeah. And instead of bread, we used like Italian sausage cooked up into chunks. Sort of it bread used really sausage. spicy. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: How was, was it, that? Was that like a hickory over It was over delicious, it?
2: It? but it was so rich from the smoky mm. cheddar and the Italian sausage is really spicy by itself. Um, but uh, it was actually really good.
1: Was it haunted? Um, no. <laughs> okay, just checking. Did it haunt your digestive tract as it went down? <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> Coming back it up it did. <laughs>
1: uh, so, what do you mean, consuming hair?
0: Me both,
2: me both. Um. Yes, yeah, about it. Not very much. No TV. Uh, no iPad apps. Oh shit! I've just been um
0: getting into Al Jazeera. I am.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: that's where it's at. Mhm. Anything that happens in the world, it's on Al Jazeera.
1: How come Al? Why is Al Jazeera so awesome? I think it's because it's free.
2: And well, I don't, I don't. The only thing I can compare it to is ABC Twenty Four. I don't get CNN or Fox or any of those other twenty four hour news channels.
3: I
0: think it's because it's based in the areas where the news actually yeah, happens. Yeah, so it's a lot there. faster, and
2: yeah. And they don't—they're not afraid to like throw someone up on Skype, so it can be really low quality—the actual image—but then he's actually saying something that he's right there, the journalist or something. Mm. You know? So Al Jazeera. But I mean, I thought fo- this year. I've used this year. I followed what the. The Jap- Japan Tsunami. Um, what's that guy that did the Trade Tower thing?
0: Osama Bin Laden.
2: He was killed. Um,
1: <laughs> the guy with the crazy moustache and glasses.
2: Gaffardi. Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Graffiti. Yeah, followed all the big advances here on Al Jazeera. And really well informed about it. Except for the Queensland. I
3: watched. I watched.
2: I watched the it shows uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why we started fanging around to make an even more informative source
1: of uh, news and information yeah move over Al Jazeera <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, Jim Rich going to broadcast the end of the room right? yeah we've got your audience in our sights
2: yeah <laughs> uh, I didn't obviously watch the Queensland floods on ABC 24 but uh, I don't know what else I would have watched on Al Jazeera this year all the good stuff. Oh, the phone tapping. I watched that on Al Jazeera. The mm-hmm. Rupert Murdoch thing. Um,
1: what a cock. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, so gets a thumbs up for you. Yeah, definitely two thumbs up. Al Jazeera. Put that. Put that in the show notes. Yep. Al Jazeera.
1: For those who don't know, Al Jazeera English.
0: What does Al Jazeera mean? Does anyone know?
1: News. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dude's name, isn't it? What is it? I'm putting money on a dude now. He owns the Chase's Mega Network. It's like calling it the Murdoch. Yeah. Just you wait. There'll be an Al Jazeera email hacking scandal that'll break out next year. Um, I'll tell you what I watched recently. I think mm. it might have been last night or the night before. Um, I quite like turning on the TV and seeing what's on surprise you know surprise me what movie's on and I quite like watching it so recently I've watched a couple of garbage things but um, uh, Nikita was on oh yeah have you guys seen that which version Jean-Luc Besson's alright the original 1991 I want to say and I had look this is one of my favourite films sort of I'll say year 7 year 8 so I'm looking at like 12 13 probably maybe 14 I just loved this film, but I haven't seen it since. So it, we're like, There's like a decade gap, or over a decade gap, between me seeing it and loving it. Can you and just and run me down on the plot? Oh, but- sorry. Okay, for those who haven't seen Nikita, a uh, French foreign language film, one of Jean-Luc Besson. Besson's... One of his first kind of big breakthrough Luc. films. Yeah, The Look. The Look, it kind of defined The Look in French, the French cinema movement, which was all about you know this aesthetic super hyper slick um everything just gorgeous and style over substance i guess is kind of how it's generalized generalized um and in this there's um i guess she's like there's, there's this girl she's in a gang and they try to hold up this um this pharmacy and there's a big shootout with the police and she's the only one that survives but she murders a cop in the process and they're all drug addicts anyway she gets sentenced to life in prison and then um She then kind of, she goes away to prison and um, I guess publicly they fake her suicide. Hmm. So the public thinks she's committed suicide, but then they put her into this secret service where she's trained up to be a secret agent. And it sounds really cheesy and silly. And that was my concern watching it again. Because I, you know, Liz flipped, my partner Liz flicked on the TV and she said, Oh, look, this Nikita's on. Have you heard of it? And I was like, Oh, this is one of my favourite films. And then as soon as I said that, I thought, Oh God. This might be really embarrassingly <laughs> bad because I haven't seen it in over a decade. I yeah. thought, what have I said? And she said, "Oh, great, we'll watch it." And I said, "Oh, no, 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 let's not watch it." And she's like, "No, no, no, I just feel like something, you know, just just watching TV and not thinking." And um, so we started watching it, and I was blown away by how good it was. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be terrible, and my you know my ch- boyish memory was going to be you know, but it was so much better than I remembered. So much better. I uh, I either bought or
2: rented The Fifth Element by Luc Besson, and that film is full of, like, 90s kind of stuff. But the actual, like... I guess because they probably made with models, the actual the special effects and stuff is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, that whole cityscape that they created for that was really cool. Once uh,
1: again, models, models, models. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've actually subscribed to the TV show, and I've never watched which is based on the movie. Well, there's a new one coming out.
1: Is it? Yeah. I think there's been multiple TV shows, and I'm... Well, this is the... So, there's one that was called La Femme Nikita. Yeah, yeah. Which ran for, like, six years, I think, or five seasons. And then there's a new one coming out that's just called Nikita. Yeah. But, yeah, so you subscribed to the five-season one, obviously, I guess, that's been going for a while, or has only just finished. And...
2: Well... Has it finished? I thought yeah. a new episode just came out. I don't know. There's been more than one TV series. I know that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because there's a new one that's like starting this... Or has started this year.
2: So, it's... I've never... And then didn't... um, What's his name? The guy did Mission Impossible. The f-
1: movie with Tom Cruise. J.J. Abrams? No, Brian De Palma.
2: Didn't he make a v- version of the movie?
1: Yeah, called Point of No Return, which was an yeah. American version, which had like Harvey Keitel. Yeah, and that
2: has a really awesome... One really awesome... The rest of the movie isn't that great, but it has one really awesome lesbian... It has, like, the oh. second best lesbian sex scene of all time in it. Oh.
1: Yeah. What's the number in one? cinema.
2: I think it's all, like, done in one shot. And the same... Although, ironically, the other best sh- one is yeah, the... I was going to say. Bounce. The Coen brothers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the Coen brothers. The
1: Wachowski brothers. Those are the brothers, yeah. So I'd they like did
2: to, that one in one shot as well.
1: I'd like to see a Farrelly brothers kind of... Yeah. Um, ...lesbian <laughs> scene. Um, What's their new movie? They're doing a new movie. Is it The Three Stooges or something? They're doing something like that, aren't they? Yes, they're doing... Are doing it... Uh, yeah, Three Stooges. I can't remember who's been cast, since, but it's Jim Carrey somewhere. No, no, no. It's it's three guys. It's one of the guys from Will and Grace, and it's... This is so not Halloween. Hmm. Oh, no, The Three Stooges. I'm sure they did some crossover with Frankenstein yeah. or something. But, look, i got to say, I had to do a Three Stooges illustration recently, and they're three of the most hate hateful comedians in terms of like uh, just looking at them makes me angry and watching their skits just makes my blood they're boil. racist no no nothing like that is so bad just i just don't find that stuff funny at all oh really yeah that's it's not timeless comedy i don't think it is I, and then i think people who l- must really love three stooges i bet i'd hate those people <laughs> i bet I'd hate, i just think i would i just think you'd be painful to be around
2: why are you, I order?
1: The three Whack. series film is one of the uh,
2: films that have been infamously in the development hell status for years.
1: Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. And it's just risen out of hell. Ooh. Okay, so the cast is
2: Chris Diamond. Blah, 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 blah. I'm guessing he's Greek. Sean <laughs> Hayes. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> Sean Hayes and Will Sasso. Will Sasso. Uh, Chris Bullet. He's interesting, I guess. At the best. Nice.
1: <laughs> Father. Anyway, so, Nikita, total thumbs up. If you haven't seen it in a while, get it out again. I've just been reading the plot synopsis, and I think I've seen one of the really shitty American remakes of that movie. Oh. It was bad. Get the French. Get the original. It's amazing. So emotive. And there's so little action in it. Because I remember that, it as being was that like in the movie killer where he like invented the concept of the cleaner.
2: Was that? that Yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So Jean Renault pops up as the cleaner for about ten yeah. minutes and blows everyone. He's mind. like, yeah, he's like the Boba Fett of, yeah, friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go on it, and then he went on and made um, the professional Leon, or the professional Leon, however you, how it's <laughs> described, with Natalie Portman and Jean Renault playing the same character. <laughs> that was an awesome. Which thing. is like Nikita, except made even more kind of. Um, dramatised because instead of you know this 20 year old junkie you've got this like 12 year old Natalie Portman with her doe eyes that just breaks your heart and then you've got him you know so the, the character relationship's the same but more emphasised and, and then I want to watch The Big Blue again the diving film the free diving film which was like mm. um Jean-Luc Besson's like first big breakthrough film, which mm. I, I didn't, I, I went through his filmography. I couldn't believe that was one of his first films because in my mind, it's just so epic. Yeah. Like for me, in my mind, that's like his dream pet project, but he got to do that as one of his first films. Yeah,
2: But isn't it, I've always found to put like, he hasn't directed a movie in ages. He's only produced stuff like The Transporter right, <coughs> like, since recently. Yeah. Like, he hasn't, maybe even The Fifth Element was like his last film that he directed. I don't yeah. know. Yeah that I can think of cuz the professional everyone obviously everyone knows that from Nally Portman's sort of debut in the world yeah it's awesome and uh and so many he inspired so many movies like i think i don't know i don't know what came first like, obviously John Woo was doing his thing in um hong mm. kong that was inspiring other people to do like you know rip offs of that sort of genre and that <laughs> mm. but uh
1: well that sort of yeah I think I think he's been probably heavily influenced by that recently. But, mm. but, like, Nikita's such a different film to an action film. There's so little action in it. And then when it does come, okay. it's so scary and violent, you know, because because you spent the last half hour with no violence. No, the, yeah, sorry. The one that
2: I'm subscribed to is the new one. The Femme okay. Nikita, I remember that being on TV when I was younger. Mm. Um, that started... It went, went from 1997 to 2001. So, yeah, we would have just
1: been in high school and pretty much, yeah, went through that while we were in high school pretty much entirely. Wow. I wonder what, if there are any parallels between. Um, Did you the ever watch the show. Family Kilda? No. Because I remember getting really. Because I remember, yeah, being like, what the shit is this? Because mm. I was such a big fan of the original. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what I. And the reason I started downloading it is
2: because other people said it was like kind of okay. And because of TV has sort of revolutionized in the. You know, with so many awesome shows like Breaking Bad and The Wire, and that, I figured that the the new one would be way better than The Femme Nikita. Because I saw a couple of episodes of The Femme Nikita, and I was like, this is kind of weird. Mm. But uh, and that was kind of like Monster of the Week kind of stuff. Rather now, they can TV shows seem to be confident to make a season-long kind of saga.
1: I always thought, um, yeah, Alias was sort of a Nikita themed. Did you ever thing. get into Alias? No, yeah. no. I always, but uh, you know the few episodes I saw, I was always sort of like, oh this is like if they tried to make an American TV show yeah. out of Nikita, yeah, yeah. where she's this sexy spy kind of thing. And that, they've amped up the sex in the new uh, Nikita TV show so much. You know, she's kind mm. of sexy in the film, and that's part of it. But yeah. it's, you know, they've just pumped that right the fuck up. Yeah. So she's like, you know, a female James Bond going around beating everyone. And, yeah.
2: But there's not many, like, movies that have not only a remake... But have two different TV series inspired by it. Harry, you were saying you're watching Firefly. How are you going with that? I'm totally finished with it. Did you watch Serenity? In what sort of way? You're finished with it? Oh, it's no good anymore. Like I just watched them all so quickly.
1: (laughs) Did you watch Serenity? Yep.
0: I think I had seen the. Have you seen it?
1: You know what? I've never seen an episode of Firefly, but I have seen the end of Serenity. I saw it on TV oh, once by accident. spoiler! I know yeah, spoilers where the where the ship crashes and some people die or something. Yeah, I was like, oh, I bet that'd be. I watched it. One I saw it on TV. And I was characters like, characters died. Yeah, I was that like, I bet like, that'd oh. be really like full on if you'd watch the whole show. <laughs> and then I turned the TV off. I <laughs> thought it was, that it was, was an shit. accident. I thought that was shit the way you died. Like, uh, yeah,
2: I guess so. It's kind of like it was a crap way to die, and it was yeah. like
0: it was unnecessary. Um. But uh, well, I had seen that. I think I saw it around at your house one. I just saw the end of
2: it. Serenity. Maybe huh? we yeah. saw it together.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's all your fault, James.
2: Yeah <laughs> so I would have, No way I would have shown you the end. No way. But it was good because it was getting
0: pretty scary and like, mm. I don't like scary movies. So, when it was getting scary, I was like, oh, I've seen this. That's cool.
2: The worst thing I've ever
0: seen, my and mom And I couldn't quite remember the end, so it was still... My mum so.
1: is the worst person. She's one of those people that reads the last page of the book before she... My mum does that. She reads a third of the book and then the last third and then the middle. <laughs> She does it with, like... But she reads primarily um, Moida mysteries, you know, like a bit of stabby-stabby, mm-hmm. in, out, in, out. And um, so she like she reads up to the point where she thinks she's figured it out. Mm. And then she'll read, like, the last quarter of the book. And then yeah.
2: fill it in. Like, just she... Weird. My mum flicked on. She was, like, looking for something to watch. And she flicked on to... Um, she flicked on to SPS. And what it was playing was... Uh, I can't remember the name, but whatever Vanilla Sky was based on. Um, it's Open Your Eyes in Spanish. I can't remember what it is, but, uh, it is, like, one of the most famous twist endings in film, and so she just watched the end, where they reveal the twist, and she's like, oh, I don't see why everyone raves about this film. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. So, since then, I've never shown her, and she hates it, but I'm just like, it's your fault. I've never shown any of my scripts or anything, like, if I make a film, I don't show, even mention a word until I've actually made the film. And uh, and then she's always like, oh, you never show me what to do. Why should I, you know, give you free rent when I don't even know what you're doing? <laughs> I'm like, well, because of that moment, you lost. I lost complete wow. faith in you. Because you watched James. the end of this thing before. Your own mother. And I was sitting there going, I was watching it going, don't, turn it off, turn it off, change She's like, no, I want to watch a movie. But, uh Sorry if you're going to watch that movie and now you expect a twist ending, but um,
1: yeah, that's almost worse if you yeah. know there's a twist ending because yeah. then you're waiting for it and you're, you're second guessing. everything. James, I've totally lost all respect for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. you've ruined it. I'm sorry. Because I um I remember I was I was I was looking up some film that had a twist ending. I, that I knew about it was you know, it was, I can't remember what it was but then I uh, I was on Wikipedia and I clicked on twist endings and it had a big list of films with twist endings that I accidentally I saw, saw and I was like oh no. oh no I was yeah. like what if I one day see that and then I remember but I can't remember a single one on the <laughs> list now the sorry, craziest
2: sorry. one the one that's oh wait wait wait, wait it, me away yeah well you're gonna spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler don't even alert. listen to yeah. what he's
1: about the film title skip ahead giving. 10
2: minutes you know yeah <laughs> not that we're probably even talking about skimming but just to make sure anyone who it, hasn't it,
0: seen the film that James is about is to it, name already yeah okay I'm gonna say the name Skip of the film
2: head. now so that I'll give you an extra chance yeah I think it's Drop called it on a boys S- don't cry
1: you think yeah but I don't think that's got a twist ending <laughs> are you thinking of um are you thinking crying, of the crying game. game yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> well boys boys don't cry
1: has a twist as well sorry it's got a twist but it's like <laughs> right. you're in on it from the start are you? Yeah. yeah okay. You're in on it from the start. I can't remember. It's, l- it's the same Boys twist. Boys Don't Cry, I lo- that's a really good movie. That is like one of the most intense films I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and it's so
2: well made. Um, And I've been meaning to see that woman's follow-up r- most recent movie, which had the Abby Connish from Australia in it, but I haven't seen it yet. Stop, what film's that? Stop Love, or it was about some soldiers. Stop Go had like Abby Connish and Ryan Philippe, and then she had an affair, and that broke... Ryan Philippe and Reese Willispoon off, and so it's like
1: oh no on real life
2: yeah um but yeah what's it The Crying Game I've that movie's been spoiled for me so many times how can you watch it now but I did not expect what kind of movie that was (laughs) (laughs) I expected it to be like Boys Don't Cry like a simple story about this guy falls in love with a woman and he turn- have am I spoiling it? No, oh, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. And then turns out to be a man, right? But uh, it was nothing like that. It was all about the IRA and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was watching, going, "Have I hired
1: the right movie?" Yeah, I remember watching it.
2: And it's so yeah. it's so weirdly made. There's all this like soft focus and yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's like, it's is this a film about weird the IRA or about
1: like? like- yeah. yeah, gender roles Trend. or a bit. <gasps> yeah. it's the
2: weirdest film
1: I've ever seen. It like they kind of threw two films together. Like they they had two scripts but yeah, yeah, only yeah. budget for one so they like oh we'll have to somehow combine <laughs> them together. It doesn't.
2: <laughs> so that was like, you know, at least that movie there was so much more to it, than at least the twist because I was just like what the hell is this movie the whole time going Yeah. Uh, but I think all uh, and so, like every woman, I was expecting to be a man because I didn't know which one was the one that was, which <laughs> was one of the guys. Yeah, you
1: really world. get your guard up, don't
2: you? But then I recognised the actual one that turned out to be because that was the guy from Stargate who played the very feminine character in Stargate. Samuel Jackson. No, the Stargate Lawrence movie. Lawrence Fisher? No, the the Egyptian god guy in Stargate, the movie with Kurt Russell and James Spader. Ah. Oh. You know, it comes down in a pyramid and it's like, oh, I'm an Egyptian god.
1: Yeah, what's his name? Ra's it, al Ghul Is the Stargate still website still open? Like the original? Because that was the first film to have a website, wasn't it? My Maybe. official website.
2: I know, I went to Did you go out, to the Space Jam I was website? trying to show someone <laughs> the uh, fountain website. Was it you?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
2: The fountain with the... Um, oh, no, I know the fountain. Using the microscopic image of fluids to show Mm. space. They used to have those screensavers you can download and someone was telling me how they... I don't know who it was. Maybe it was your mum, actually. She was telling me how... She was trying to do some craft thing involving fluids and water, and I was like, "Oh, I should check out the fountain website." I don't know if, I was like, "I don't know if that's still around because that's probably like six, or seven years old now."
1: Maybe, but the but Space Jam a- website was still running.
2: Oh yeah, do you the remember? Space that? Jam, Just yeah. recently, someone it came was like, back out. Hey, hold oh on. my god, it's still there! Yeah, yeah. and you
1: could download the um, the trailer for it and everything. Yeah. It was still running, and it looked like a uh, kind of futuristic. I think website. that's because <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. I think <laughs> Warner Brothers
2: keeps up all their old websites, like the Fountain and.
1: Um, you know, whatever random stuff there is. Oh, they should. It's great. I mean, what's it costing them? Yeah. None. Um, I
2: wonder if like, I think what the the matrix is the matrix.com is still there. Oh, and yeah. And then that's like, what
3: is the matrix? I don't know. Uh,
2: so, we haven't even left the, what are we consuming episode section yet? No, we're well behind. Okay, so it's a Halloween special. Ooh. What are our thoughts on it? Have you guys, do you guys, have you ever celebrated? Have you ever done anything for it? Did you do anything this year? I went
0: to
3: work.
1: Went to work? I think once... No. No. No, I've never celebrated it. I don't... I don't think. Do you feel you're a lesser person because of it? No.
0: Did you used to come trick-or-treating with me, James? Like,
2: down a race Street? No. Really? Well, maybe I did once, but I would have remembered if if we'd done it.
1: It was a couple of years, it was pretty big.
2: Yeah, well, I guess if you're in a, that sort of community where there's lots of people to do it,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember.
2: I've it. I've definitely given candy to Ray Street kids that have walked around to our street, mm-hmm. uh, and I I don't know if they do not not. Everyone on Goulburn they just know that we're a community tea family, so they knocked on us. But and then we gave them music bars because of course, like we discussed <laughs> in last week's episode, that's all we have.
1: Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in terms of treats?
2: Because we went once, we could
1: have tricked them. Yeah, dumped a shit in their hand. And my well, mom and
2: dad hate. This- hey, they don't believe it at all because it's like oh, it's American, we don't celebrate that here.
1: they're That's very cool. anti American
2: some things in America are cool, well, I do feel that it is it is such a creative holiday like if you i I mean I only see it tangentially
1: from like trans I must have celebrated Halloween because I was in the states while there was Halloween, mm. and I can remember sitting on the corner street. And all the Halloween kids walking by Mm. and them looking so goddamn cute. But, like, so many of them, like, they're not dressed scary. They're dressed like Dora the Explorer or Spider-Man. And I'm like, you know what blew me away? Um, Boing Boing recently had a list of, and we'll put this up on our website, although I'm sure everyone reads Boing Boing anyway, um, had this, like, excerpts from a book on early Halloween. It must have been almost, like, turn of the century, you know, like Mm. 1920, sort of, 1910 photos of... kids in the States celebrating Halloween. Mm. And I tells you what, that shit's scary. Like, <laughs> those kids, they had just had... They were like they were like farm kids and they had pitchforks and just some weird, like, crepe paper shit over mm. their face and they look scary, like, proper scary. And they're all sitting around drinking tea and, like, looking freaky deaky. But now it's just all kind of Power Rangers and stuff.
2: We just don't have... In I feel like... Yeah, but at least it's kind of creative. Everyone gets dressed up and they're in this community where you go out in the streets. Everyone feels mm. safe. And they if you're older, you get slutty and drunk and in an <laughs> outfit. Or if you're young, you get candy. If you're adults, you know, it's kind of like a second Christmas party. We can um, snog mm. some, someone from work and get away with it. But we don't have that in Australia. Like, our oh, only we don't really celebrate halloween obviously a few kids will walk around and get try to get candy but that's about it the only motivation is to get candy not to be a part of something
1: and but we've got australia day everyone, everyone yeah. dresses okay you know everyone takes the flag and turns it into clothing items yeah, yeah. you know like cakes. <laughs> so that's that's it sombreros or ponchos or mm. g-strings or bikini tops yeah, yeah. or bracelets you know there's so much ingenuity with one flag. See, I thought you, you would, a I palette. thought
2: you would be all about Halloween because a chance to like dress up and be creative
1: and. Oh look! I think I. Th- no, no, I love the idea of Halloween. I just think.
2: No, it's I guess I just too
1: commercial. Like they're not. Oh yeah, sticking to the well, it's, try it's, and be scary theme. Look, I think it, I think it's really cool to try to be scary thing, mm. and I think it's really cool the sort of pagan ritual element of it, and I think it's really cool, yeah, the candy and the tricking. And going out and posse's in the street and kids everywhere, but I uh, but I guess because I'm so excited by those creative and spiritual kind of elements and community elements, when I see a kid who's just bought a or just been bought a Power Ranger mm. or a Dora the Explorer mask to wear, I think that's a bit disappointing because yeah that child isn't achieving their kind of full potential of creativity. So remember, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, my
2: my only see the only time I ever remembering like people going out. Kids going out at night and doing stuff, and was like New Year's Eve. And um, what was I going to say? Australia Day? Maybe Australia Day. That's what I was thinking. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But where you go out and you're. Yeah, you explore the world. And uh, yeah, oh, sorry. That's what I was going to say. The only other time I felt like I was out in the city, like there's Perth, there's a reasonably conservative city like we still have some sort of town mentality like we're not all trying to stab each other um you know the only other time I ever felt like walking around the street and felt safe probably safe and felt like I was um being a part of something bigger was like when the eagles won the grand final 2006 like walking around the was city that when they
1: launched pepsi max <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but well, yeah when the eagles won the grand final you go out that night and everyone's just like oh my god hugging and loving each other and it's so like friendly environment everyone's like on even people having parties on balconies and they wave down to you if you're walking past or you know um it just felt like this real sense of community and I feel like Australia even though a lot of American Australians are so like oh we hate Halloween we just don't have anything like that to bring the community together so to speak you know, on a on a large scale mm. yeah obviously I know towns have their own shows like their version of the Royal Show which obviously are big events that bring the town together And but in the city of Perth we just don't I feel like that kind of event could fr- fr- thrive here but if we had something like that but
1: but then you, I mean, you can't manufacture things like that, you know.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, we have the only other Australian holiday we have that's sort of unique to Australians is Anzac Day, and that's all about. It's depressing. <laughs>
1: yeah, depressing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like Fourth of July, where at least there's an uplifting kind of end to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or like, what's the other one? Like
1: where Will Smith punches the alien in the face, <laughs> like, and everyone goes,
0: "Yeah." Fuck. Because the only day we <laughs> have, no, the Americans yeah. also have um... President's Day. No, not President's Day, like Soldiers' Day or whatever what do they call it.
1: Oh, do they? Yeah. What is it called? I can't remember. I
2: know they have Martin Luther King Day. I don't know if they do anything for it. <laughs> no, it's called like... Remember, no, it's
1: not Remembrance Day. It's like... It's like their version of Anzac not, not
0: Thanksgiving either. It's like Thanksgiving, though. It's
2: like...
1: Like, what? well, what have we got here? We've, we've got Anzac, Queen's Birthday, Labor Day, Easter, yeah, but Christmas. Well,
2: yeah, but... All right, Labor Day is kind of a big deal because it's a long weekend, but Queen's birthday falls in the school holidays, at least in WA. So, as a kid, I never appreciated it, and now as,
1: a as pop, an adult, <laughs> as a pop, I never appreciate it. Oh, well, um, I, I, you know, it's a bit of a farce. I mean, any holiday where you can just move it around willy-nilly, yeah. I think is a bit of a joke. Well, this is <laughs> this is the first year they moved it, isn't it? No, but, well, it's not even on the Queen's birthday,
2: though. Mm. No, that's right, yeah. <laughs> But that's probably because it was on the King's birthday at some point, or, or oh, between Victoria's Day. At that's it, yeah. Okay. And they just totally don't want to change point. it, so they kept it, even though. Um, I had never thought. But of that. see, Federation Day is obviously the first of January. So though that day is already the first of January, um, I wonder. I wonder what you know the day that Kevin Wright apologised to the Aborigines. Whether we could
1: milk a sorry uh, day out of that. Yeah,
2: or just well, a, re- not re- a, a reconciliation re- where everyone Australian loves each other. And it's not all I'd vote totally that. racist like Australia Day is. Yeah, I'd vote
1: to get rid of
2: another I wonder holiday. if Kevin Rudd actually thought about it when he chose the day to do the apology, whether it was like, well, one day this could be a public holiday. You
1: know? Well, you know, I reckon that should be a holiday over Labor Day.
2: What hmm. is Labor Day? I don't know. Is there a Liberal Day? It's something to do with, like, unions <laughs> getting together? Like? Yeah,
1: something... You know, like...
0: Labor what Day, it? it's like a world... It's like a... Na- uh, international? International day. Oh,
2: of like, what? First of May, May Day. No, but in Labor
1: Day, oh, no, Labor in, in America, it's in a May, different
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe it's... Because maybe... I think First of May maybe is WA Day. No, so, we, first, we don't... Have, oh,
0: oh, first of May is May Day. It's, that's the international, like, big oh, communist, like, workers' day.
2: Oh, we do have WA it's big, Day. It's a big But no one
0: celebrates because it's in winter. I think, I think that is the big cel- like, the big celebration in Russia, is May Day.
1: Oh, what did really you just bite into? I do cracker tooth. James, it?
0: it's a lemon sherbet. You don't have to bite into it. You <laughs> suck it. Well, I don't know what it is, so I'm just <laughs> going How for it. How do
1: you not it's know what a lemon it. sherbet is? That's why I haven't picked one up. It I didn't, didn't like recognise really it. I thought it
2: was it. like a nut had a nut inside.
0: It looks exactly like a lemon. It's shaped it like a on. lemon. No, I'm going to grab one too. No, it's the point now. You've ruined the surprise. I mean, the experience. No.
2: That's what happens when you're the guy that's on the front line doing Um Well, I think that's everything I want to discuss about Halloween.
0: I think it's Veterans Day, the one I was talking about in America. Mm. They're all like, yeah, the veterans, they're awesome.
2: Yeah, that's kind of like Anzac Day for us. A little bit. Um,
1: Anzac Day is so a bit more
0: so depressing, though. Yeah, you meant Day, to get they're pissed, all like, though. Oh, Are yeah. Yeah. you? Get you get to play, play two up. up. Mm. That is the best tradition ever.
1: That's a bit weird. No, it's awesome. I like it because it's the tradition, mm. but a bit strange. Love a good tradition. Yeah, we got a two-up set in Canberra, remember? Did we? Yeah, because we were there for Australia Day. Oh, uh, uh, no, sorry. ANZAC day. day. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. And we bought a set and we gambled. <laughs> <I> remember, <laughs> Fred bought a bouncy ball. <laughs> How long did that last? One bounce <laughs> and a, a gutter? Yeah.
2: <laughs> he never lived it down. He never lived <laughs> anything down. I don't know if
1: Fred's listening to this, but... I, like, I doubt it. I want He's you enjoying to enjoy his European No, location. but I think
2: he should record like a micro-podcast... And send it to us and we can post it into the so episode. So do I You know, be like, hey, I'm on the top of the Eiffel Tower, I'm having an awesome time. Even if that's it, that would be awesome, you know? That's send true. us a soundbite, Fred. Use the he's got an iPod touch. Use the voice memo recorder and send us a soundbite.
1: Oh, I broke
2: it. ball Okay, so this is the all my dicks are coming
1: <laughs> section. <laughs> what? Does this tie in with the crying game? Do you need, like, a little
3: theme ditty to <laughs> <a> section?
2: <laughs> if you're a ditty maker and you would like to send us ditties to put in, please do. Mailbag at fanginaround.com. But, uh, okay. Did you guys check out these links? I
1: did. I don't have the show notes in front of me, but I checked all the show notes. So what's you saw this the Lego section? Man?
2: The giant Lego Man that Yeah, I saw that a while ago. The anonymous yeah. Lego Man. And no one knows where it came from. Like, how can you... How can you hide that shit and then? Yeah, sneak it down to a beach. How can you manufacture it and then? I think it came from China because like the English on its shirt is really bad. Um. Yeah. What I'm not saying, saying again,
1: we are all, we, You are no more people than me.
2: Huh? This is my conspiracy thing. I think it's a Trojan horse. It washes. I'm sure people are like. Oh, oh, this looks cool. We'll put it in some theme park. Oh shit! It's
0: got like well, a some point, bomb inside. Or yeah, it's probably China got a dirty
1: bomb. These Chinese would jump out and go. And holy shit! How's your father? Well, you know know what? They'll take over. They flew a plane into a building Hmm. and banned everyone's shoes. Yeah. What's going to happen if a Lego man blows up like man, Going to ban Lego! Yeah. And men. And And men. And plastic.
0: Plastic's no longer allowed.
1: Tragic. If you don't
2: know what we're talking about, I'll put it in the show notes, but basically this giant plastic Lego man that looks like an exact replica, like it looks... Really well made from the photo. I don't know if that's a real photo or not, or someone. But it's like what
1: seven foot something, eight
2: foot. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to see more photos. I have to Google this more.
1: Yeah, I want to see if there's any up, sea damage. I want to, see, see if it's like yeah. if it actually spent time at sea or whether it just like got it's dumped floated on the over beach. an ocean or just from another bay. I don't mm. know. Yeah, or it's just been put on the beach. Like, yeah, and so Lego has denied responsibility or ownership of it they manufacture they must I mean surely yeah I mean Lego surely they wouldn't have English like that that quality
2: English which says the English says no real than you are no real than you are
0: maybe it's a prank because that's a bit of a like a
1: I'm
2: guessing they mean it's no more real than you are that's what they meant to say
1: or you are no more real than I am yeah Yeah. I think that's a little bit matrixy I mean what is the Lego man what is the Lego man dot com so elsewhere. We should st- we should buy that domain, what is the Lego What is the Lego Man?
0: Yeah. James, do it. Do it Where's and just put that photo up. Quick before someone who's
1: Someone's listening Oh, No. And
3: uh, uh,
1: no, more than likely no one's listening. Now, now <laughs> I know Campbell's,
2: you know, most anticipated movie is uh, Mission Impossible four. <laughs>
1: I can't even... I watched the trailer and did, I gave it the thumbs up, didn't I? Yeah. I said that looked awesome. Yeah. Because I, I do no, like... No, but I pretty much came in and said, hey, do you have the Mission Puzzle trailer? Oh, did I?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember you being really enthusiastic.
1: Probably. Because I
2: know... Are you a fan of Tom Cruise? You're not. I'm a huge fan just for... I am hugely theater.
1: entertained by Tom Cruise.
2: All right. By right. this choice of movies more than and, him? Yeah, or oh, everything. Oh, everything. Everything about him yeah. entertains me. Every, everything. Um Yeah. And so, he's teamed up with Brad Bird, director of The Credibles, The Iron Giant uh, and Ratatouille uh, to make... And this is obviously Brad Bird's going to be first actual live-action feature, Mm -hmm. uh, the the fourth Mission Impossible movie. And obviously, in the trailer, they have these scenes on the Burj uh, Burj Kaju... They keep renaming it. The tallest building in the world in, like... um, not Abu Dhabi, the other place, Dubai. <laughs> uh, uh, in Dubai, you've been watching a lot of Al Jazeera, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> well, I know there's two like big cities there that are always trying to up each other, and one Abu Dhabi and okay, one Dubai. with the moustache and the heels. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they've released a video of uh, Tom Cruise where what we thought was CGI in the actual uh, in the teaser trailer that came out like six months ago of him, like, abseiling around the tallest town in the world is actually not CGI. It's actually him doing it for real. Tom Cruise, not even a stunt person doing it. He's crazy like that.
0: It was pretty cool, like, I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it.
2: So, you're not a Tom Cruise fan, Harry?
0: Huh? Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'd say I was just entertained by Tom Cruise.
2: Hmm. Yeah. But, do you like him as an actor as well as his choice of movies?
0: Um... His, yeah, the movies he makes are, like, entertaining and yeah. cool, like, I mean, they're not anything highbrow or anything like that. He's
1: but, like, like a smaller classier Nicolas Cage who still, like, <laughs> makes really stupid movies but could really be making any movie he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nicolas Cage, he actively, like, pursues B-grade films, I hmm. reckon. Does he? Or is he just shit? No, I reckon he's like, I want to be a National Treasure. Yeah, I want to be in, like, The Have Sorcerer's Apprentice National or whatever. Have you National Treasure,
0: though? Because it was pretty good.
1: <laughs> was it? <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out. Harry's recommendation. Wow. Thumbs up. Harry gives... That should be a new segment. Harry's recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Harry, Harry's <laughs> thumbs up. National treasure.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it's just like... It's really cheesy and trashy, but like... It's cool.
1: But that's that's the thing. Cool Nicolas action, Cage knows that.
0: He's like... Adventure sort of
1: thing. Yeah, because he, he did a stint trying to be like serious. Like, yeah.
2: Well, like, he was Las Vegas. Okay, and- have you guys
1: seen <laughs> ba- him in Bad Lieutenant?
2: He is so good in that. The... The oh, Herzog. the new one. Yeah, the Sorry, no. version of the movie. And uh, obviously, he was also in Adaptation and Matchstick mm-hmm. Men. He was really yeah, yeah, yeah. putting his chops in. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, he did The Wicker Man, which obviously is infamous on YouTube for how bad he was in that. Well, there was that. Maybe it's the most... The Wicker Man was like the most brilliant performance of all time because he knew that
1: that movie needed that kind of ham. Camp. Ham. I reckon yeah. he got a taste for the ham, mm. for pork chopping it, you know, for just being so ridiculous. You mean it. he just has mm. more fun and like... Yeah, and he's like, I'll get so paid cardboard. the same, I just rock up, do mm. a cheesy accent, pull a stupid face and make a fun film that Harry likes yeah. and, <laughs> you know, and he's he's got like six Rolls Royces and an island and, um, yeah. you know, so what does he get? He has more yeah. fun, I reckon. And I know that the reason he did he now be my Ghost Rider... And he's doing
2: the second. Yeah, but <laughs> the first was shit. And now he's doing the second. But apparently, the second has got a really good director on board.
1: Yeah, and he's like, this is the film the first was supposed to be. Yeah, like, he was disappointed with the well. Because he,
2: the reason he did the Ghost Rider was because he was. He apparently he's like the biggest Ghost Rider fan in the world. Like he's yeah. got all the original comics. because he's, he's a comic collector and he's just a huge Ghost Rider fan. And he wanted to be part. Of, he wanted to be Ghost. It's his
1: dream role. Well, I think in this <laughs> new one, like. I don't know, they were talking about how like awesome it's gonna be. And I think Nicholas Cajun mentioned at one point, um, Ghost Rider pisses fire onto someone <laughs> and he spews out like bullets like a machine gun in someone's face. Yeah, fire. the the pissing is in the pissing of fire is in that actual teaser trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah. They made a big deal of it. Right. So he's like, No, this is what like Ghost Rider's all about
2: All right, so the directors are Neville Dean and Taylor who did the crank films. So if you're a crank fan sorry, is it what are yeah, those three people? No. It's Mark, Neville Dean, and Brian Taylor, but oh, okay, collectively people. they're called Neville Dean and Taylor. Oh, okay. And uh, and it's written by David S. Goyer, who's the writer of Blade and Batman Begins okay, and so stuff Okay, so we like can that.
1: see where that's, like, yeah. pitched.
2: Um, obviously, yeah, David Goyer is like, one of the most famous comic movie adapter people around.
1: Um... So, how did we get on to Nicholas Cage or Tom Cruise in this Tom Cruise, Cruise um, entertaining actor. Yeah, I like how all the Mission Impossible films are going for a real different vibe, you know, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see where this fourth one heads. And we, yeah, I mean, Brad Bird, who
2: is an animation director, he did, mm. did 2D animation in Iron Giant, then went to 3D in Incredibles, and then Ratatouille he did, but he overtook, he took over from a the other director who got sacked, so it wasn't really his pure film Mm. so yeah but you know the thing i noticed about incredibles if you look at the actual um shots from a photography perspective that was the first pixar film when they really said hey we are doing this in cgi we can put the camera anywhere you know and Mm. do anything with it even though like all the the pixar films and i guess maybe it's a part of the success of those films was they tried to replicate real shots but in a CGI environment to make it so kind of the audience to connect with it. But The Incredibles was the first film where he, they stepped out of it and said, hey, Brad Bird's like, hey, I can direct this film from any angle, blah, 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 And I wonder what... So he did some insane shots in that. And it would be interesting to see what he can take from that into the real world, whether he's going to be struggling against that, where he can't do any shot he wants or...
1: But I think, you know, he's probably almost at the... St- you know, with CGI and whatnot, you're almost mm-hmm. at the stage where you could... Yeah, but do pretty then, much any shot that you Yeah, can. I know,
2: but then, obviously, uh, you know, Tom Cruise is kind of uh, being probably the
1: producer on the show. And he's like, I want to climb this building. He, yeah, and Brad Bird's like, no, no, we'll just do it in CGI, it'll be quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. And Tom's like, no, no, get me up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what are you going to do?
2: I mean, the, the, the video that we linked to, it's like, Tom Cruise, like, flies around this building. It's like a, a mile in the sky. And then... Uh Bradbird's like oh that was great uh, can we just do that one more time and Tom Groove's like
1: okay <laughs> just risk my life for this movie but Tom yeah he loves a bit of it Tom mm. he, loves he loves a bit, a bit of, that of that stuff that. a bit of that action yeah. yeah I've lost the show I think, I, think I, I read something Mark Wahlberg kind of scoffed at him doing it and said it wasn't him so I don't know if Mark Wahlberg Mark said Wahlberg. that after he saw this behind the scenes clip mm. or before
2: well, I mean, he's. I, I think Tom Cruise is trained and all that stuff, so I'm guessing it's not like he's actually doing anything risky. He's just abseiling, which doesn't really matter what whether you're five metres off the ground or a mile off the thing. It's just the same risk, really.
1: Yeah. Um, no, that's very true.
2: So the fact that he's actually doing something that requires rope anyway, it's not like he's um, parachuting out of the building for real. Or maybe he does. I don't, we don't know. Who knows? Um, okay, I've lost
1: the show notes. So I don't know where we are. Um, okay. I think the are next... Oh, I don't know. Oh, shit, this show's falling apart. Oh, no! It's James's
0: corner. Dug out my old Tonka truck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I've been doing... For money, I've been helping... Like, this past couple of months, I've been helping my parents do a bunch of sort of labouring jobs, I did some landscaping, and then uh, the neighbours decided they want to replace the fence next door, so I've been building a fence. And uh, I dug it. In the process... Uh, me and my dad dug out my old Tonka trucks, which I, I knew were there. Like, if someone was there, like, oh, you've got to find it in one hour, I would have gone to that exact place that we found. It wasn't like they were completely lost. <laughs> but uh, they just got, you know, we have a bit of a jungle going here on each side to create some privacy between the houses on either side of us. So, they do get lost in the environment. And I was just going to say, did you guys have Tonka trucks or anything like that? Do you have, like, vehicles when you were growing up? I think I think I had a Tonka truck, like a yellow dump. Were you into, truck. like, construction as a toy or to go through that phase where you're like... I must have. I must have. Because I also had, like, a grader and... Uh, oh, I was yeah. never into the Tonka trucks, but no. I remember you were, like, so <laughs> into the Tonka trucks. I was just into building stuff and I was like, you know what would be awesome if I could build it with miniature versions of the things? I remember I got a... um uh, for one Christmas, I got a remote control car, and I was like, Whoa, that was my first remote control car. And I had this ambition to use my Tonka truck and my grader, Tonka grader, to build a, a race course around this yard that went through the bushes and, <laughs> and went around. And one night I started doing it, and this, it must have been winter because it got dark early. And I walk in, um, you know, I did a few meters and I stepped in my dog's poop, (laughs) which had gone to toilet in the bushes, and uh, uh, that sort of knocked back my enthusiasm for the first night. (laughs) And then my parents were like, why are you digging up our backyard to build this race course? And I was like, oh, so I can't make it, and they're like, no, so... I never got around to building my dream race car. Well, they just sat there they just sat there for twenty years. Yeah. After <laughs> I like
1: to think they weren't touched. You just went, Oh well fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Didn't touch them
0: for twenty years. Um You were so into like graders and shit and like
1: yeah, I, mean, I honestly
0: didn't race. know what a grader was and I couldn't work out why you'd want one like, <laughs> just like the stupidest looking truck
2: like for those people just shooting, me and Harry have known each other since we're like four years old <laughs> so
1: he's been following my like crazy a, t- a
0: dump truck you can fill with shit and you can move yeah. it out like a grader, you can what, dump
1: like,
0: it you can dump it anywhere you want it. Like, but
1: grading isn't such an exciting activity yeah. no. dumping's exciting on any scale but great I just couldn't
0: work out why you would need one of those I wanted to, to build
2: anything. a road
1: I wanted to build a road from But stuff have you like have that. you ever
0: seen an actual In my grader at
1: work it's slow and boring. <laughs> like, it's better it's, than a dump
2: but what, truck, though. If you are a kid, what other no, Tonkart vehicle would you want ah, to build roads in cool. your sandpit? Ah, what,
1: you were just bagging out in the grade? No,
2: when I
0: was a kid, I was like, shit, what on earth do you do with that thing? But uh, now I'm like, man, that's cool. You can like put it at no. any angle you want. And you can like...
1: <laughs> grade ship. Grade
2: I was ship. also <laughs> not allowed to use... Harry was, but I was not allowed to use... Rollerblades. I wasn't. A, it was my dream to have rollerblades, and Harry was that. Out of I totally blades. had rollerblades. Yes. and so there was a big conflict between my mum and his mum because uh, I every birthday and Christmas for like three years I wanted my f- number one list was rollerblades. My mum was like, "No, nah, you're not having rollerblades because some kid probably died on them somewhere in the news." And uh, then Harry got rollerblades, and oh. so and was there a big rift between probably, your parents? probably because Harry had a rollerblades and. And I remember going over to sleepovers, oh. and I would get to use Harry's rollerblades, and then my mum would um, find out from his mum that I was using rollerblades, and I'll get in trouble. And um. <laughs> but one day I was I like so determined, I was so determined to, um, you know, rebel against my mother that I was like, hey Tonka truck, right? The the. Thing in the back is the perfect space to put your foot in. If I strap the tonka truck to my foot, we this path here where we're we're actually recording right now used to be a slope from there to the grass, rather than this. Now the slope is just over there, so you could um, um, sit on this tonka truck and strap yourself in and try and roll down. Because <laughs> <road. laughs> I was that desperate to be like on the move with my feet. But uh, is it because we went to see Airborne? Out. Airborne was a big part of it. Airborne is like, yeah, top ten favourite film. That
0: was
1: one of the best movies. Flat out, like, eternally. Have you seen Airborne? No, I haven't. Oh, cannibal. Amble. But is this really like me Cam- having seen Nikita and being a bit unsure about how good it is? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, this was awesome. Is this going
2: to be I saw it good? again recently and it sort of holds up. It's such a... No- it's the, the quintessential 90s film, I feel. So, you got
1: roller skating? Yeah, roller Rollerblading. blading. sorry. Was there hacking? I uh, don't think there me. was any hack. Was there involved? a bit of computer but it's stuff?
2: But it was very much following that sort of Probably. hacker's genre of uh-huh. kids getting together and doing stuff, but instead... And rebelling against the system. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the logo of Airborne is the most 90s logo there is. It's, like, that kind of drawn-on, like, crayon Airborne written with crayons with different colours. And, uh, and a bit of diamonds yeah. and zigzags. And- it's It's... Uh, it is totally epic.
0: James, can we interest you in a...
2: Oh, I'm drinking the
1: red, Shut up. Oh. the Shiraz Cab. Shiraz <laughs> Sick, cash. yeah. Just one cab. Sorry, I'm looking at that Shiraz Cabernet box. Yeah, and in the bottom right corner, there seems to be a picture of five and a half bottles. Yeah, or is that five and a half standard drinks? Or no, five and a half bottles. So each bottles
2: seven fifty mils. So this would be equal to. Five and a
1: half. They're litres. saying there are five and a half bottles worth of wine it's in there. It's saying there are wow. 5.33 of bottles of wine in there. Wow. Yeah. I'd never seen that logo before that. That, that value. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it, it's clear. It's evident. It's, you know, hmm. made apparent to you right there how much better value that is. Wow. I feel like a fool for drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's uh, Unwooded wine.
2: So, I've sort of been talking about my own stuff for the moment. Uh, do you guys have anything for your corner? Any concepts
1: you'd like to discuss, Harry? I know Harry's got some things on his mind.
2: I don't, actually. We were talking before the show. Um, <laughs> give us an update on your uh, car situation, Harry. Is your car uh, dumped? Oh, I
1: suppose it is fanging. It is fanging. It's and fanging. last week fanging. we were talking about your car and how it had broken down and was still running
0: well actually it's still running <laughs> and um, dun, dun, dun. it actually I haven't made any progress I haven't booked it in to take it for a service I pretty much haven't done anything apart from drive it and occasionally check the water
1: is the water level remaining constant the water
0: level is remaining fairly constant which I'm a bit disappointed with because that just means the car ran out of water because I was an idiot and didn't check the water level yep okay so, so you must
2: be happy that it at least didn't get any feeling real pretty serious stupid. damage from them.
0: Well, I don't know if it didn't. I had needed to take it to the store to make sure. Um, yeah.
2: Um, so you haven't actually
1: taken him for a checkup yet? No. Too lazy. Have you had any further incidents?
0: No. It's been running sweet as.
1: Bit of water. Since. That's all it needed. Bit of water. It's like a plant. Yep. Got to keep it hydrated.
0: Bit of water every now and again.
1: Yep. Petrol, oil. Water. Water. Cars work. Boom. Boom! That's how they go. Do you guys check the pressures on your tyres? Uh, whenever I go down south, I do. Oh, okay. For I, a big drive. Well, you know, it's, it's it's like two and a half hours now. It's not to get, head down yeah. south. it's You know, it's a tiny drive, but you know, I, I do everything. I you know, check the tyre pressure. I check the oil level and the water level, and I fill the car up, and I you know, clean all the windows and, da, 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 and vacuum the car, and then we head off. Yeah. So, yeah, I used so, to do
0: it every time I go down south, but, like, I go down, down south. You go down south so often. <laughs> yeah. So, like, every time I check, it's like, oh, nothing happened to the tyres. Oh, still water in it. Uh, yeah. What was the point in that?
2: Yeah. I'm just not much of a driver, so I just don't think of that. And, uh, hmm. but, you know, when my dad comes to visit, he's like, oh, I'm going to check the tyres on the cars, and he's always like, he's got, like, he came up the other day, and he was like, using the hand pump to, like, <laughs>
1: hand pump? What the fuck?
2: <laughs> and I wouldn't even know, like, how do you tell when your pi- tyres are... I don't know. It's it. done. I don't know. You have it. to check it with a little for phoma- You know, not a guide. thermometer, but you have. Well, you know you what, know what, what it, the equivalent is for air pressure. Right, yeah, I what guess? is it? A psi gauge PSI or whatever. Gauge, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, when you go to the service station, that's the air pumps have that. So, because to me, not. your tire either flat or it's not. <laughs> like
2: yeah, but you system. can no, change it. There and is and it. a middle ground. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: well, this is yeah. But
1: there's a huge difference between those like upper kind of three points of whatever psi efficiency and yeah like and that. grip and handling mm. and, and all of that handling, stuff yeah, yeah so well, you know, I should if, know this from watching Formula 1 and all yeah that you know if you've got them all really pumped up it does make a huge difference or you know as pumped up as they're supposed to be it does make a difference you can feel it or I can but I just, just like to be on top of it all the time so Campbell what's yeah. in your corner in my corner i've been I've been this is this is probably terribly cliche but I've been watching a lot of TED talks recently oh, yeah. oh, as I've that's been doing so illustrating
0: cliche, everyone on the internet no <laughs>
1: they've got millions of views and everyone just like links them and tweets them and Facebook and them a lot a of mic, them so. are just
0: not even that good
1: yeah I tend not to watch the eight minute or well, like the ones that'll I tend to only watch the 15 minute ones because that gives me enough time to do like a little illustration. Okay. Whereas if it's eight minutes or six minutes, you know, I have to keep looking for new videos. I always feel I've always feel like I've been cheaped out if it's less than the the maximum. What was yeah. it? eighteen minutes. It I think it's like fifteen to eighteen are like the big no. ones. Yeah, and I I think, look, if Ted can't do, doesn't feel like this person's worth fifteen or eighteen minutes, then what am I supposed to think of that? Mm. What am I supposed to make of it? Yeah. Sort of what is it like call? a half TED? Mm. What is this person like, h- worthy of fifty percent of my attention?
2: That's true. I've
1: yeah. never
0: thought of it that way. Yes, yeah, yeah, so so I don't is even. Is there even any watch you can
2: recommend that we put in the show notes? Because I'm always looking for one yeah. to recommend. Because it's so many. It's really you know. hard
0: to find a good TED talk. That's what I think. No, sometimes I think there's some lie. gem
2: ones. How do you do it? Tell me how to search for good TED talks.
1: I just watch them all. I watch so many. Really? Yeah. Can you find the good ones. That's yeah. what have to
2: do. I used to I used to watch them all, but then I found so many that
1: are like all about sort of.
2: Uh, esoteric I don't know if that's the right word but just
1: yeah I mean not all of them are relevant to me and sometimes I watch them and I don't get Mm. anything out of it (laughs) Mm. but I've still you know and I think oh maybe I'll watch that or I'll I'll file it away in my mind for another time to where I yeah some of them are definitely more interesting than others my favourite one is uh, Sir Ken Robinson uh, with his talk Do Schools Kill Creativity and that is one of the most uh, I think it's one of the most popular TED Talks and he's just an amazing man talking it's about... It's on the front ...scores page. kill creativity. Do schools kill creativity? His, oh, answer, his, his yeah. answer is a resounding yes. Hmm. And he's incredibly charismatic and witty and, um, and poignant and you know, all the things that a TED Talk should be. Um, and my partner Liz, she's been having to, through at uni, give a lot of talks recently, presentations. You know, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes... So, I've been watching a lot of TED Talks and, and handballing off the best ones to her saying, you know, these are, how, these are some of the best talks in the world. Hmm. You know, check out how they're doing it, what sort of techniques they're using. And she just got back her mark for her talk that she just did and you got a high distinction in it for her 15-minute presentation. So, oh, there you awesome. go. I like to think I had a little part to do with that. And TED. I've been, it's been a dream m- of mine. I don't know how to do it. To give a TED Talk?
2: No, but to host, like, a, Ted- a TEDx. Yeah, but see, the, the TEDx Perth, they spend most of the time just playing videos from the site. <laughs> I'm like, well, I could do that at home.
1: Well, we could say they're like YouTube, but in person.
2: And I know some people that live just in the two suburbs over that did these film nights on Tuesday night out. And they had a projector, which I have. And they got someone each week to introduce a film. And, you know, they spoke for five minutes about the film and why it's important to them. And I'm like, you know, I, I would like to have a, a party, so to speak. where people just came and then they can just get drunk if they want to. But we have people who want to speak for, you know, five minutes and make a five-minute speech or maybe ten-minute speech about anything that concerns them. And, you know, obviously I will record it and put it on H Femme so it's not just like a not lost in this drunken audience. You know, it can go mm. on, you know, for the people who care about stuff. Um, but you know, I offered TEDx Perth to um, podcast their, You know, I'll come and podcast their stuff for free. You know, I'll do all the recording, handle everything, and I'll put it out for free. And they're like, no, nah, we want someone to do, you know, a video presentation. And then they didn't get someone to do a video presentation. So Said now it's, it's lost. They have this TEDx Perth, and it's people talk, and I guess it's probably cool for people to, to attend. But it's just lost in this ether of that's bizarre.
1: That's that's truly weird. and that
2: culture. The culture is lost because you don't record stuff. Culture isn't created. But that's
1: also part of the whole TED process, isn't yeah, it? Yes, you
2: it's share it with everyone. These speeches. Well, it's ideas worth it, yeah. sharing. Yeah, mm. you can't.
1: You know. Yeah. And, and co- digital culture is so easy to share. Um, well, that's you know, the whole it, purpose of TED. Yeah, ideas worth there sharing. There
0: were talks before TED came along, but yeah, 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 yeah. that's what makes it unique.
2: So that's what I would wanted. I would like to do is make a party where at least I could, I could have because it's under my control. I can make sure it's distributed to everyone for free. But
1: surely that, surely that's even a part of. That's almost a requirement of hosting. I know TEDx. they've
2: had issue. Like they were told off for calling TED expert for a while because they didn't oh. follow the guidelines. I don't know what's going on. I don't follow the inner politics, but. I mean that's the problem when you get people who are more interested in feathering their political career by hosting these events. They don't actually care about TED themselves. They just want to have it on their yeah. resume for their when they join the Liberal Labor Party. Like, yeah. And that's what I. That seems to me what these people that I know that are hosting TEDx Perth is they only care about the resume, not the actual benefit of TED and as its whole. Well, surely
1: if they're not sharing it, then. Mm.
2: <laughs> they I don't really know, it could don't. be wrong. It might be new people in charge, but that, that was a year ago. That was your experience at the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: fair enough. Um, yeah, so I mean, I didn't, I, I haven't watched all the TED Talks, and um, but uh, yeah, I don't watch the short ones and I don't watch the TEDx talks, I only watch the TED Talks.
0: How do you search for just non TEDx talks? They're all just there.
1: I don't know, I think, but I think they list oh, them. I think are. it says TEDx. Oh, TED Women, TED To the Lend, TED Global, Ten Active. Oh, shit. My God, holy shit. TED Conference. Shit. Uh, uh. Anyway, there's lots of good stuff and I've just um, been, yeah. Yeah, too much, too much good stuff to talk about. But yeah, that's what I've been obsessing over recently. TED Talks. That's my corner. Get into them.
2: Okay, Science Hour. Oh, this is a goodie. So,
1: this is one of the things, you know, we need... So, well, last week we talked about the magnetic... Um, so quantum, levitation. Quantum, quantum levitation. Quantum levitation, yeah. sorry. Which dry ice. Dry ice magnets. Magnet. Yeah. Boom. Change Has anyone done anything with it yet? Not that of. I okay. didn't do anything. Still working with it. All yeah. right. This week, what what are scientists yeah. doing that's blowing
2: World's headlines. most powerful laser to tear apart the vacuum of space.
1: Now, that's a hype headline if ever. I yeah. Heard one. <laughs> I know.
2: That's what attracted me. That's what Thang and Ran's all about. And the diagram I see is all these lasers firing together into one point, and then that goes into one focused beam and blowing stuff up. That reminds me of one thing: the Death,
1: yeah, the, de- okay, the Death Star. Yeah, okay, the Death Star,
0: is that actually what they're doing, though? Or is that just I act? don't know. I'm That's what the Oh did. shit! I saw this big laser on the movies once. Let's put that in there.
1: Yeah, but mm. apparently,
0: because aren't lasers unidirectional and they don't change direction? If yeah, you just I don't fire actually fire another understand. laser at yeah, them. Yeah,
1: I don't understand how that illustration actually proves what. But in re- so so let, well, let's get started with some of the some of the facts as we understand them. So scientists, and I love that scientists, as though it's like. Five dudes who've decided this thing. <laughs> but they're wanting to create this giant laser array. And they're wanting to superheat the vacuum of space. So, they can then measure or observe what's, what it's made of as it breaks yeah. apart. basically
2: all the stuff that's happening in a vacuum. Because in theory, a vacuum in simple science is completely devoid of everything. But there is actually stuff there.
1: Yeah. If you get a laser and fire into that stuff, you the- reveal... Yeah, you fire this super, super hot laser. Apparently, the article states it's hotter than the core of the sun. Mm. You you fire this into nothing, and then the nothingness splits apart and reveals its inner workings, I guess, is sort of what they're suggesting will happen.
0: That sounds so cool.
1: That sounds pretty awesome. Um, And it also sounds slightly terrifying in the... That headline's trying to terrify you. Same with the large, alien, alien collider. Well, I don't know how Adron- many it makes up. Adron- the, like,
2: I don't know how many lasers it's going to make up, but each one like will a cost two hundred million. I think
1: that's like a dozen pounds. Of each one. It's not that much. I mean, you could probably solve the, uh, you know, world hunger crisis, with that amount of money. But, but money, what you know? So what? What else are we doing that's worthwhile? Can't think of much. But I,
2: I, I the ultra high field laser will be made up of ten beams, 10 each beams, twice okay. as powerful as the prototype lasers, allowing it to produce two hundred petawatts of power—more than hundred thousand times the power of the world's combined electricity production—for less than a
1: trillionth of a second.
0: How are they going to power this thing? Yeah, How do they power it? where does the
1: power come? from? I know. Even if it is just for a trip, And are they just going to fire it
2: once? Okay, so they're going to store it over time in big batteries, so they're going to build up this energy oh, in big fucking batteries. Hell.
3: For how <laughs> long?
0: How much battery power are they? Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> what was the statistic? How much of the world's ba- power? Read that again.
2: The ultra high field laser will be made up of 10 beams, each twice as powerful as the prototype lasers, lasers allowing it to produce 200 petawatts of power. More than a hundred five hundred thousand times the power of the world's combined electricity production, for less than a trillionth of a second. So it's only for a short amount of time. I guess a
0: trillionth of a second. What's that? A trillion. That's a um, thousand million. That's ten to the nine. And, and it's a hundred thousand times the earth's so annual that's only production. you that? No, that's that'd be.
2: Production, no, no not production, production
0: per unit time. So is
2: that production of a year
0: or production per second or what, it'd be production per second and they're doing it for a trillionth of a second hmm. but they're doing 100,000 times the world's production so it's a thousand times the world's no it's you probably need more the data the world's production in one thousandth of a second so they need to store one thousandths of the world's total energy production in battery power.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: That's a lot of energy.
1: That's a shit ton of energy.
0: That's a big battery. Wow.
2: And you're wondering what this has to do with our Halloween special? And then you it release
0: all of that energy. At,
1: all, at once. Yeah. In one, one trillionth like, of a boom. second. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be boom. hot apparently. Ah, shit. That's why it's going to be powerful. And I think... Now, we usually think of lasers as being quite, um, quite delicate and mm. uh, fine... Well, I think you'll find that's wrong because
2: Fred did his PhD in lasers.
1: And what did Fred say?
2: Well, Fred,
1: please... must
0: have broken them. Oh,
2: okay.
1: (laughs) Fred, please audio-boo in and tell us about these lasers. But, you know, um, quite fine laser points or laser beams. I think these are going to be a few feet across. Hmm. Well, we probably want to,
2: like, yeah. laser a certain amount of space that they can actually measure, so that would yeah. be pretty big. Maybe,
1: like, a, you know, a metre cube or something of space they're going to laser. because
0: normally these science experiments are, like, on the n-
2: yeah minuscule scale. Mm. Nah, this is big. That'll be, like... It's like the hard- Large Halden le- Collider or whatever. It's yeah. Called. yeah, yeah. Is this, this is- the
0: laser they're planning on, like, blowing shit out of space with?
2: Well, they already have that.
0: Because, like, I heard something
2: where they were, like, wanting to blow, like... All the space junk out of space with a big laser. All oh, right. Well, there's uh, a 747. The American has the Americans have a 747, right? That blows ICBMs out of space. So when if the Russians fight ICBMs, this 747 will just blow them out as they're flying through space would towards. it, in theory, in James, theory,
0: that in well, they've demonstrated
2: it works. I don't know how many you know ICBMs per second they can blow up, but probably one every half hour or something yeah, like. maybe what maybe the but they
1: can actually do it but they're, there's something up there then they're confident it's going to do the job yeah
0: yeah but, but I heard something on the news they wanted to develop this laser to blow up all the space junk to deal with the space junk problem but
2: like that would just create smaller pieces wouldn't it or maybe they're small enough they'd so that up. They, the damage yeah, they'd blow them up and is they'd minimal to the actual in. space station stuff that. Like. yeah but uh, basically they're looking for ghost particles so that's how it acts for spooky. <laughs> Is this the same as dark matter? Probably. It's probably similar kind of stuff. Okay. Harry, Harry,
1: no. <laughs> I don't know. He's more, well, he's more likely. Uh, I think. Um, <laughs> I think ghost particles are responsible for truffle growth. <laughs> hmm. Maybe. It's my theory. Maybe we should get a laser out there. Check how many ghost particles you got floating around. I think there's something strange going on. Something wrong.
0: <laughs> Is
2: there gloom in the room?
1: Outside, there's a storm.
2: Now, this podcast is called Fangin' Around because of the Australian ideal that when you're driving a car recklessly, you're fangin'. Um, that is the Australian oh, That's idea. right. But there's going to be people confused thinking we're a vampire podcast, but we want to support them so they keep on listening. We love vampires yeah. as well. So, we have our Vampire of the Week section, but... I don't know if it, we haven't really organised one, but I was thinking since it's Halloween special, what we could ask each other what is the scariest vampire story or vampire oh. you know.
1: Campbell? Oh, scariest vampire I know. Well, not personally, obviously. Scariest vampire I know.
0: I don't think I've ever found a vampire story scary. Like, yeah, you I'm know. Always a bit far-fetched.
1: Yeah, I don't actually think I find vampires that scary. Do you find
2: Nosferatu
1: scary? Like the
2: idea that the actor who played it might have actually been a
1: (laughs) Willem Dafoe? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You mean the original? The original guy? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was really though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. I think the um, you know, the the contemporary sexy vampire. You know, the sexy gothic. rich, wealthy, cultured, beautiful porcelain vampire. Yeah, I don't find that scary because they always want to have sex with you as well, you yeah. know? And so it's a bit like... Sort of oh, an erotic well. adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a erotic misadventure, if you will. And yeah. I'm all right with that. And then you've got this notion of, yeah, the Nosferatu, which, you know, it was a great performance and everything and a great uh, cinematic vision, but... Um, It's kind of alien. Yeah, so maybe not that scary. No. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps Lost Boys. That was a bit scary. Last
2: last, they were last kind of like asked punk what vampires. What, last week we asked to for the to set the record straight. We asked, "What are our favourite vampires?" Were
1: I don't think we answered, did we?
2: Yeah, we. Well, you I said did. duck. Count du- ducula, count ducula. <laughs> but uh, if you were in 2011, mm-hmm. actually, that's a year we're in. Yes.
1: I'll um, oh, fact check
2: for Halloween, and you had to dress up as a vampire.
1: What would you dress up as? Which which vampire would I dress up? Or yeah.
2: How, um, would you do something like current, like from Twilight
1: or True Blood, or you'd go old school? Uh, I'd probably go a bit of a um, Interview divers. with the vampire Sort of vampire yeah. oh, Tom Cruise Cool yeah uh, Antonio Banderas maybe yeah. yeah That film is like The ultimate homoerotic adventure Because mm. I think at one point There's Tom Cruise Antonio Banderas And Brad Pitt Was Brad Pitt in that? Yeah I think it's Brad Pitt And they're all like Mac each other eh? Well they're all just like You know like <laughs> Voguing You know Yeah <laughs> And you're just looking at you, you, and you go, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the glamour, and they're all dressed up, and you're just going, "Oh my god, this is like full on wonder." Ladies love this film, you know. You get swept up in it. You're like, "Wow." Mm. So I think I'd go. I think I'd go that sort of that sort of vampire, Harry. Um. Jeez. Oh, what's your scariest vampire?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not scared by vampires. That's um I always thought they were a bit.
1: Yeah, so if there's ever a vampire epidemic in Perth, the three of us would just be stone cold vampire killers, wouldn't we? Fearless. Obviously.
0: I'd be totally Blade. That'd be me.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Vampires. Actually, now that you mentioned Blade, that opening sequence I think of the first Blade film, which is in the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. That was scary. That actually was really scary. So that Those nightclubbing vampires yeah. I found scary If you actually Walk into this nightclub thing You're gonna have a good time Yeah yeah Start pumping blood From the, uh, the fire extinguishers Yeah yeah No that was proper scary yeah, Actually yeah, And that, that did creep scary, me right? out Yeah Because I guess that flipped The whole notion of vampires On its head Where you're thinking You think of this Solitary creature And this thing of elegance And this thing of Refinery And, and
0: He'll try and woo you And then like Yeah Well there blood. is This
1: is just like A rave sort of Foul thing yeah, so that was scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, Blade. That was a pretty scary movie.
1: <laughs> Is that the scariest uh, a vampire film?
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty, probably the scariest vampire film I've ever seen.
2: It was scary up until I think they used stop motion animation at the end
1: to. Off oh, of the blood <laughs> monster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was that stop motion? I think it was CGI. I think it was stop motion and I, I think I don't think it was oh. a physical effect I Read think, it I right think it's a
2: CGI effect We'll put a dollar on this I think
1: it was stop motion I reckon it was CGI I reckon it was, it was CGI Dodgy CGI okay. See I like how you've swung around James and now you're remembering things as being dodgy puppets and dodgy stop motion and models. And, uh, uh, uh. Because
0: if it was stop motion, it would look awesome.
1: No, I, like, I like puppets and I like models. I don't like stop motion. No, stop,
2: yeah. Models
0: and puppets are all stop mo- Well, puppets maybe not, but models are all stop
2: motion. Uh, you, know, so, you know what also holds up pretty well is Sequest. I guess... <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. No, because because the Sequest is like underwater. I guess all the water effects hide the bad CGI. I know they don't (laughs) change. Nothing about Sequest
1: holds up. But I
0: will give you Sequest was awesome in its time. Mm.
2: (laughs) That was a do you care watching after the first season at all or? And they went into the water or planet? Or when, di- when did they go to the water planet? That, that was, was shit. No. Between uh, regular DSV and 2032, I think.
1: Was it called Sequest and then it was called Sequest DSV?
2: No, it was called Sequest DSV and then I think the second season they just dropped the DSV and just called the Sequest. And oh. then the third season was 2032 where they reappeared in 30 years in the future or something like that. Oh, what? What had happened? They went down like a... Well, because bit- they went to the water planet and they just reappeared 10 years later.
1: I think what had happened to
2: the Earth, though. Well, because the CQs was no around, and there was no other big battleship. You know, it become more lawless. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like if it's like if uh, the USA lost all its aircraft carriers. You know. To
0: yeah, because like under the water, shit.
2: <laughs> no, well, because all the mine oh, they had mined out all the actual stuff on land, so they had to mine stuff in the ocean. So. All the money was in the ocean, kind of like now we have like oil platforms and gas platforms, also like mining for oil was done underwater. So, as more money was made, obviously they need more protection in the water to sustain the economy, blah blah blah, you know, as it goes. Okay,
1: I remember not much.
0: That makes quite a lot of logical sense, actually.
1: I thought that out well. Now, Harry. What would you dress up as if you had to dress up as a vampire for Halloween?
0: I'd go classic, like classic. Black cape, red velvet inside, white shirt. You know, easy. Yep.
1: You wouldn't go Vampire Bill. It's a bit hard. Vampire there's, Bill from True Blood. From True Blood. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing iconic about him. Yeah. Visually.
0: And it's it's not cool like the old classic vampire. That is a vampire. That's cool. Yeah. It's like it's got some style, you know. Yeah. Or is that a good modern vampire? Just be like buff. I'd have to buff. You just up, look like. buff. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd just be buff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just have to wear like muscle shirt and like be buff. Yeah. Maybe like put some pasty makeup on to make me more pasty.
1: Yeah, to make you look a bit alabaster and yeah. then you'd be done with it. That'd be it. Well, James, would you go as duckula? or what would you go as?
2: Well, you know, back me and Harry went to Little Primary School. We had the fancy dress ball, was the big fan oh, of the man. year. And
0: that was so fucking awesome.
2: I know. But we used to hate it because we had to I you know, had to you dance and we had to do dancing lessons in the term leading up to it. Yeah.
1: And it's in like retrospect, if
2: yeah. if I got to do that again, I'd be like, Oh we get to do dancing. Oh but I don't recall hating it that much. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't terrible. But uh Um it was just the formality of it. Like we wanted to just go to the ball and just muck around whether we had to do all these dances to show yeah. off to the parents and all like those. Um and I did go as uh, Count Dracula, or the, you know, the main dude, one year. Count Dracula or Dracula? Count Dracula. Oh. Is it called Count really? Is yeah, that the main yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But ca- yeah. Following up on our- uh, What about the Count from Sesame Street?
2: Oh, the Count from Sesame Street. He was pretty cool too. Yeah. He's still counting. We forgot about him. Yeah. We we do that. We're gonna do a vampire of the week. So one week, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, we'll dedicate focus on to him. Count. Yeah, and
1: so, we'll do terrible impersonations. of <laughs> Yeah.
2: Uh, so I mean, following up on our Chogum special last week, uh, while Prince Philip was here for Chogham, he revealed that he's related to um, Count Duc- Jack- Count Dracula, the main guy, whoever <laughs> Count Dracula was based on. <clears throat> Oh, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, Vlad the Impaler. He's related. What he re- What do you mean he revealed oh, it? It was like the big news. It was like, guess what? I'm Prince Philip, and I'm related to Vlad the Impaler. Vlad
1: the Impaler. Yeah. Prince Philip says some wild ass shit. He's true. pretty
0: much related to everyone.
1: Yeah. Like re- oh, the royal line, father this in empire. Europe, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: He's yeah, he's a pretty wild, dude. Mm. Do we have any quotes of like great things he said while he was over here? Apart from obviously claiming to be. Well, I think like, they gave him a big list of stuff that was inappropriate.
2: Like, he couldn't say... He oh, <laughs> couldn't say, bomb the abos or anything like that.
1: So. <laughs> <coughs> it probably didn't stop him. Yeah.
2: But no, I haven't heard anything other than the Vad Valdi- the uh reveal. I hadn't heard anything. Wow. From... But, I mean, I haven't been following joggle that closely.
1: So, maybe he had said some awesome stuff.
2: Uh, he went to the Big Aussie Barbecue that was here. But
1: no. I wonder what he made of that. Mm. It's probably probably thought what a fucking backwards <laughs> shithole this really is the arse end of the world he probably thought <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> question of the week what is the most scared you have ever been without a good reason <laughs> so I'm not talking about where your life has been threatened by being no, mugged no, no. or something like that but where you've just been freaked out because of uh stuff going on but you're like afterwards you're like what the hell was I thinking
1: Harry Harry
2: um
0: <sighs> probably at night sometimes when you're like
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wake see up the and hear shit in your house yeah and you're like get out of bed and you're like oh fuck <laughs> it's all dark and you're like kind of work yourself up into like this really scared like you think there's something there but it's like just something fell off the washing up right
2: <laughs> and this is we've this is now that you have a wife a wife or a life a wife Because you were undead before Yeah And single Because I've I've never had like a long term girlfriend So I'm always alone in bed when I get scared Is it any (laughs) different?
0: Well before I had a wife I kind of like Were
1: you more scared then? No
0: I lived at home with my Mm -hmm. mum and dad Well it's different
1: when you've got a, a wife Because You're the protector Yeah you hear the spooky sound And normally you'd go Oh shit And you'd like pull the sheets up but if you've got a wife, she nudges you and goes, go ahead and look and yeah. see what it yeah, is. Yeah. And you go, mmm, fuck no, I'm hiding under the bed. She goes, no, you have to go and look. And then it just amps up the scaryness. Yeah. She's like, shit, what was that? Yeah. What was
0: that? He's you're like, that oh, was probably fucking nothing.
3: Fuck, what was it?
1: I've got I've got the best, oh, I don't know if it's the best. When we were <laughs> staying in Paris, right? We were up the top of this really um, tiny apartment, a building, and um, it was only stairs, and we must have been on like the seventh floor, right? And we were the top, we were the top floor, and um, and we had this bed, and you know we were overlooking Notre Dame, and it was you know it was amazing. And um, I was sleeping, and Liz woke me. And she nudged me in the middle of the night and nudged me and said, what, "What's that noise?" And I could hear this noise, this like. Like, you know, human voice. Hmm. I could hear it. And I was laying in bed. And I was like, oh. she's like, who is it? It's someone crazy. It's someone crazy. He's outside the door. He's, you know, you know, and I could hear this voice and I was listening. And I was going, kind of like, yeah, there is a voice. Okay. And I could hear it. You know, sometimes no one is a reluctant monk. Sometimes no one is a reluctant monk. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is it? I was listening. I was listening. And, you know, I could hear it after a while. And it was like, it was this dude rapping right he was in the attic or you know there must have been a, there must have been a flat above ours that we didn't see through the stairwell like you know, mm. an alternate access and he was rapping and he kept rapping and making beats he was like, like otherwise no one as the reluctant monk and he was doing all this crazy rap shit and i kind of chuckled and i said to Liz... Oh, it's just some French rapper. Go to sleep. And she flipped her shit at me. And she was like, It's not a French rapper. It's some crazy person. And I was like, No, no, listen, listen. He's singing, so otherwise known as the Reluctant Monk. Listen, listen, listen. She was listening. She's going, Oh, yeah, he is. And I was like, Listen, he's doing beats and stuff. You can hear them. And he was like, Upstairs, rapping away. So, anyway, that was one case where it certainly wasn't a crazy, well, wasn't a dangerous person. Um,. So you just generally waking, waking, getting woken in, in the night time scary.
0: You know, I don't encounter too much scary in my life. It's
1: got to be said.
0: Um. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like when you just like freak yourself out when like it's dark. You yeah. know. And just for unknown reason you just freak yourself out. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think I think one of the worst times i've actually because that time in paris i wasn't freaked out because i could hear what it was but when i was living in melbourne i was living in quite a narrow townhouse and um it was actually very narrow the corridor and to get to my bedroom i had to turn off the living room light and then walk across the living room and then down the corridor and into my bedroom Mm. in the dark and for Before some, you had a light on your phone, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the days of lights on the phone or anything like that. And um, so, in the living room, one wall, one whole wall, was mirrored, mm. and then the corridor Ooh. branched <laughs> off to the side, right? So I turned the light off, and then for some, you know, sometimes you just do it. You just freak out.
2: Yeah, I, I know you Get felt this. Either. I know both. Yeah. No so like you reason. You feel like you've got a spider going down your back.
1: Yeah, like, no rhyme or reason. I turned the light off, and as soon as it went dark, I flipped out <laughs> and I ran to my bedroom. But because it was the mirror, it was all this light distortion. And I just ran smack into the mirror. And I fell onto the floor. And I don't know if I did black out or no, because I woke up and I was like, oh, what? And then I ran back into the bedroom. I was so scared. There was no reason to be, there was nothing the light just went off and I turned it off. (laughs) So that's the most scared I've been for no reason. That's pretty good. And I ran into a wall. Hmm. At full pelt. Like, I turned the light off and I just... As a
2: a child,
1: my most irrational fear
2: was uh, foxes. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out for them. uh, My dad's side of the family comes from farm in Corrigins in the Wheatbelt of West Australia and uh uh whenever I used to go stay there I was just I couldn't you know it took me so long to get to sleep because I was so terrified that a fox would come and because you know obviously I knew them as eating sheep I'm like I'm just a kid that's smaller than a sheep you know they could jump through my window (laughs) smash the glass (laughs) and eat me and I was terrified of them and uh Obviously, when I got older and, you know, sometimes we'd... When I got older, you know, sometimes we'd be patrolling, the sh- checking out the sheep and looking, making sure they're okay. And you'd, we'd run over a fox and I'm like, these guys, they're smaller than, like, normal dogs, so... But when I was young, they were the, you know, just terrifying concept. I, I guess they're, like, the equivalent of wolves for Americans, like, you know. Yeah. Like, wolves are actually a real danger
1: rather than foxes. Well, I guess our equivalent's more dingoes, mm-hmm. isn't it? mm mm-hmm dingoes yes a fox is like a big cat well not a big cat like a lion but yeah. it's like a bigger than a house cat yeah
2: it's that I same always, kind of threat like they eat animals but not they are scared of more scared
1: of humans than we are of them like. yeah i always thought of the fox is like a, a crossbreed between a dog and a cat mm. yeah. kind of pointy and agile but a bit dog like mm. yeah yeah they're very amazing animals
2: in terms of like recent fears there was a period where my fly screen window didn't properly fit. What? Um, on my window, oh, right? Oh,
3: so a gap. <laughs> <Skittos.
2: Ross laughs> well, the, the thing is, like, as long as I kept my lights off my room, my mosquitoes wouldn't come through it. But aliens
1: would. Uh, literally, what, you, I would wake up. What, you'd think they'd come flying through the universe? Yeah, yeah. And as long as your fly screen is yeah. fitted properly, they go, oh, shit. I'm talking within the last two years, okay? This is not when I was a kid.
2: But I would wake up, right? And there'd be like these, like, jellyfish-like creatures flying through my room. All right? And I'd sit there going, oh, this must be a dream. But, then but would, it wasn't. I would never wake up. <laughs> it was real. And I'd fly in my room and so are they still there and when I see they see me and I look at and i look at them and they'll look at me and then I just sort of float back out again and, but I'd be too freaked out to go back to mm-hmm. sleep again for like another two hours so I had to like you know that's when I go into podcasts because I need something to listen to to keep me I feel like I was connected to the real world <laughs> James no, you-, <laughs> you guys think I'm making this up this is this is real is this your
1: fire in the sky moment are you like bearing your heart and soul and
2: everyone's yeah. laughing at you yeah yeah <laughs> I've seen Aliens. They didn't rape me or anything. They just floated into my room like jellyfish and disappeared out.
1: Have you fixed your fly screen?
2: If you guys have seen, play the game, um, Flow, I think you played at my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the guys, they did Flower and, um, they've got a new game coming out.
1: Were you haunted by plant life But they're
2: kind of those creatures And this is before I played it. So then when I played Flow, I was like, (gasps) these were the creatures that Yes, James. You guys are looking at the funny look, but as if it's not true, but this is true.
1: I've You've been visited by yeah. jellyfish. Jellyfish Allenfish. Well it's is, is this it's just coming as a surprise to me, that's all. I mean well,
2: I don't know if they're actually organic. They could be just like you know, little drones that come in with and they've probably got cameras inside them, so they're looking at me that that I'm not saying that they're actual animals themselves, but that'd be
1: silly. Yeah. Um I don't know, James. Were you drinking? <laughs> no. I wish I was. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain that.
0: Sounds bizarre. But
1: have you fixed the fly screen? Yes. Have and they I been back? Had, they haven't been back yet. Well, there you go. Well,
2: I think you need to test this, James. and Open the fly screen. Open the
0: fly screen up. One uh, well,
2: I, have, I slept... The only time I saw them again was when I actually slept outside... Um, it was like a balmy night, list and I was like, you know, I'm going to camp on the back lawn. And I swear, I saw one just like. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say to that, James. <laughs> I know, this is a big revelation, but. Because I'm sure I've discussed it with you guys before, but you no. probably won't
3: listen uh, right. no, I'd yeah, well, mm. it. No, I do remember this. Yeah, what hack did we get?
2: But, uh, yeah. I mean, it was either. But you didn't bust
1: out the camera? You were just paralysed.
2: You are kind of paralysed I feel. Like, I moved around and... Uh, they respond? But, Well, You've seen my bed, right? It's on there. Yeah, I can't yeah, just jump out of bed and grab that. the camera, right? And I can't take a picture on my phone because it doesn't have... Uh, you know, when I had it, it, didn't, it was before the iPhone 4 had a flash. When it happened, it was before the iPhone 4 had a flash, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take a picture in the dark. But I did try and take a picture, but I didn't... It was just black because I was in a room with no light because I can't access my light switch from my bed so I only light I have is from the light of my phone really I mean when have I'm you doing... or
1: Sophie seen these things your brother and sister not that I know I mean, I mean I've never really spoken about that much I... you should ask them yeah bring yeah. it up because maybe it's a Pontifex family mm. thing yeah bring it, up with your, house. bring it up with your mum and dad <laughs> <laughs> see what they say maybe they're a bit
0: like too embarrassed to like because oh no one believed me that I saw like aliens but maybe
1: maybe it's like the borrowers Yeah, yeah, everyone doesn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but everyone's seeing what's going on. Maybe that's why Hugh moved bedrooms. He was like, I want, fucking give me that ensuite bedroom (laughs) because I'm sick of this alien shit. Yeah, (laughs) The slide screen up here is just (laughs) coming (laughs) in. They keep coming in. Um, And we know what what Hugh's views are on, um, on, you know, boat people, let alone spaceship people. (laughs) So I think he'd be really pissed off. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I don't. I um don't want to slander him too much more, but
3: <laughs> he'd be
2: more scared than me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, is so, this based on
1: any evidence? Because last week you you really vilified him, and then at the end of your tirade, you went, "Well, I've never actually heard him say these." Things. <laughs> no, what I said
2: was. Well, what I meant was that I—I that wasn't—they weren't. I that was not they were not i was not actually quoting him, but the stuff he does say is a minimum of worse than what I did say.
1: Okay, okay.
2: sorry if that didn't come across. I'm not. I wasn't. You know, I wouldn't vilify him. I have no everything to gain <laughs> on my podcast <laughs> if I say, "Wait, brother, it wasn't true." Um. So, who's the hottie now? Um. I didn't get any feedback from you guys about who you want to do this week, so I picked the
1: scariest movie I've ever seen: is The Mummy. No, I think we need to discuss that. Okay, because <laughs> that it was is, cause that was a from memory that was a like family action comedy film from memory. Yeah, but it was it was The Mummy
2: with what's his name Fraser Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser and Yeah, Rachel Brendan Weiss. Fraser. Nothing with Brendan Fraser's Fraser scary. Ever I mean, I don't watch movie. horror films, so. I'm excluded from that market, pretty much. I've seen the... Everyone told me to see the Dawn of the Dead remake, but that's probably the only horror film I've actually seen that was directed by Zack Snyder. And then... But I didn't find that scary at all because it was kind of just stupid, like people just died because they did something stupid. The Mummy, I was really scared, but I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, i guess mummies just scare me freaked me out mummies scare you yeah
0: shit is this some like
2: repressed? Like, some freudian like, shit yeah. right there repress. well i saw the mummies real mummies when i was quite young when i went to the british museum i saw real mummies when i was seven or eight years old
1: okay so so you've got like quite a solid understanding of where this fear is coming yeah because that would freak you out i reckon yeah i have, i don't think i've I don't think I've ever actually seen a real mummy, but and I then imagine this as a movie kid, the that real mummies came to life. Anyway, is Billy Zane in the mummy? Is he the mummy? He might be. I know it wasn't the Rock. Didn't he become famous for being in the Mummy? The Rock. I think he was in one of the sequels, and he and then he was like one of the generals of the undead army. The Scorpion army. King. Mm. I yeah. believe he was. Yeah. Scorpion, and then they made and a movie made called the, the Scorpion. Movie, yeah, and he was the king of scorpions. Anyway. So, my idea for
2: the the Halloween special for Who's the Hottie Now was Rachel Wise, who was the the main female character in it, versus the hot Egyptian girl who was in it, Uh, who I remember being just so insanely hot, but she was sort of like a
1: no-name actor. Uh, But do you guys remember I believe they prefer the term actress. Actress?
0: Do they? I thought they preferred the term actor
1: was easy sex. <laughs> no comment, I don't know. So do you guys
2: wrong. have any memories of this
1: movie? Like- yeah, yeah. I, I I remember watching it and really liking. I thought it was very cool. Do you remember the two women, the, the Egyptian um, girl and the <clears> British Rachel I, Weiss Oh, look, movie? I remember, you know, I know I'm familiar with Rachel Weiss, and I had to um, do a Google image search of this other woman. Um, because obviously she didn't leave much of an impression, mm. which I think um, can indicate where my leanings are towards mm. in the fact that I didn't remember her at all. But Rachel Wise is hot enough to say. Oh look, I'm a big fan of Rachel Wise, but yeah. but I think you know she's in a lot of fantastic projects, and I th- there seems to be some sort of sharp intellect behind those, you know, that that's that's um, apparent, which I find a- attractive, and she's gorgeous. Google. Yeah
2: her now Patricia uh, the, the, for record obviously Rachel Wise by the British girl which is Brent's, Brent's love interest and the Egyptian uh, queen or whatever I'm not sure who she played but she was played by Patricia Velasquez uh, she was born in Venezuela and she played the hottie thing now if we google image search her See what she looks like now. I mean, she's a big like. Quite a lot of folks, She's wearing a fringe, which I'm obviously not a fan of. Mm, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the hottie now? Do you think Rachel Weisz still holds up over time? But she, she had still. a fringe
1: in the Mummy. Did she? Oh, probably. She no, I think I think Rachel Weisz is gorgeous. So that's my. Um, I think I think she was there. I think she was then. I think she was then. I remember being cute in the mummy. Back then.
0: In the mummy, this girl actually looks, you know, pretty good. But
2: in the other photos, I think yeah. you know. I think as oh, she's yeah. got older, she hasn't held up the mummy oh, girl. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know if it's older. It's just like the makeup and like the look. Uh, in the mummy.
2: Yeah. yeah, I remember being she being smoking hot in the mummy. That's why I remember it. Rather than I didn't really fall in love with Rachel Weisz until I think it was about a boy with her, yeah. her and Hugh Grant, and I thought she was just like oh smoking. Well, cute and
1: smoking hot back then.
0: Yeah, I think Rachel Weisz has got it. She takes the takes the prize this week.
1: And, she, you know, she's just been in so many great films. And yeah. She's. Yeah. She was married to one of my favourite directors, so, you know, must do it. Yes,
2: but you know they're not together anymore. I know, it's devastating. I didn't realise that. Who's I the other was. One? Your favourite
1: director? Um, Darren Aronofsky. But, yeah.
0: Oh, Darren Aronofsky.
1: Yeah, and they're no longer together, which is quite sad. Mm. Because I thought, no.
2: Now, can I ask you, Campbell, about the fountain? I think you just recently caught up on the fountain. Uh, What did you think about Rachel Wise in that? Do you think she was cast for the part or cast because Darren had a
1: crush on her? Oh, probably both. But the fact that he had a crush on her made her help bring out a great performance from him, maybe. Mm. So oh, you, she was great. you
2: you felt the chemistry because you know uh, the the only thing that stops that film from being like a perfect ten for me is the chemistry between her and Hugh Jackman. I just didn't believe oh. it. Um, Which so film it are we talking about? here? The Fountain
1: by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay.
2: It was with Rachel Weisz, and I think that's how they met. But married. I think,
1: but I think, I think their characters in that film they're they're meant to be more idyllic than. I'm trying to remember it. But I'm I'm thinking that they uh, so oh, I can't even remember now. So okay, so in one of them he's a conquistador mm. and she's the queen. Yeah. In another one it's the future and she's a tree. And in the other one it's kind of like 10 years in the future or something. And he's a scientist trying to find a cure for her cancer.
2: Yeah. Although yeah. I in, I interpreted the future as being he was trying to find eternal life so that he had unlimited time to rebuild her. Like she had already died and he was trying to find his way back to her. But then I may have interpreted. Did that you wrong. think
1: but did you think that was a literal future? Or a
3: I was sure, was like I just
2: felt like he analogy. was on a journey to bring her back from the dead. Yeah. That was my interpretation of that future thing, but obviously, I, I've never, I actually didn't really think about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but she look, was a tree.
1: I, well, she was the tree, wasn't she? I thought she was the tree. Because she had, there was her hair and there was the way it shivered when he touched her and I thought she, I thought he'd grown her in the tree. And the tree was like... It, you know... Contained her spirit... Mm. And her... Because you know. in the other one... He planted a tree... Didn't yeah... You? And I kind of interpreted that as... Mm. The tree that was then dug up and... Oh... Well, look... I don't know...
2: I don't know... And I only saw it once... But and I think Dan actually opens that to a Because I thought the tree he... grew the tree in the hope that... He would... Hold on to something to her... And then eventually one day get to her... I mean I don't know... It all depends on whether they're the same character... Whether the guy in the future is the same as the scientist.
1: Yeah, because obviously I mean clearly he's not the conquistador. Yeah. It's not you you know you don't watch that and go oh well, well the, the conquistador, conquistador is lived the, in forever. In her
2: book, right? Is the character in her book about them yeah, getting married, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and so then is the science fiction futuristic portion just his mm. his in his internal um vision of what he's doing in the present, you mm-hmm. know? His analogy for their struggle is one of but, okay, so their chemistry, um, I thought, uh, you know, I thought it worked well because, you know, it sort of represented or it, it reflected that sort of strained point mm. that their relationship was at where she was accepting of her death and he was not, and so they were actually kind of at a divergent path. They weren't yeah. at their most intimate at that time anyway. But I see I see what you're saying. But I, I think I, I have
2: that problem with Hugh Jackman in a lot of other things, so I think it's mainly Hugh Jackman's fault. <laughs> I in some movies I think he's really good like I think he's really good as Wolverine but other things I just don't believe like he's definitely more of a theatre actor he looks great on stage but in a movie sometimes I feel like I just
1: don't believe his character sometimes mm. is he making another Wolverine film? I think he is isn't he? Oh. the Wolverine was really bad very unimpressed with that.
2: I didn't find. It. I guess I had hyped up to. Uh, everyone told me it was that bad that when I actually saw it, I was like, "Oh, this isn't bad as I thought it would be." Mm. I thought it was as good as X Men One, and I didn't like X Men One. I really loved X Men Two, and X Men Three was acceptable, I guess. Um. So, what? How did we get onto that?
1: <laughs> Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise.
2: So yeah, I mean, I fell in love with Rachel Weisz with about a boy. Um, so in the Mummy, I was more of a fan of the the, the Egyptian queen lady. But I think who's a hottie now, Rachel wife Rachel Wise. She
1: still holds up. Definitely. Concurrence. Um. I actually um. I I just copy pasted. Sorry, this is a, this is an, an aside. I copy pasted out um the show notes and one of them. For this segment was Rachel Weiss um, versus uh, Patricia Val- Velasquez. Yep. And I just, I copy that out, paste it into Google, right? And the first thing that comes out is uh, Velasquez Weiss, stonecatfights.com. And it's, it's a really long piece of fan fiction about these two actresses at a Hollywood party getting into a catfight post Mummy 2 filming wrap up. And then they get and they have sex. you've got to give me the link for the show notes, and we'll put that. That's some really specific shit that someone's made up. This is not post the Mummy. This is post the Mummy Two, where um, Patricia Valsquez, as an actress, gets more screen time. Oh my god! And Rachel Rice flips Uh, out.
2: Is that true, or is that they made that before
1: that Mummy Two was made up? No, no, I'm pretty sure this is post Mummy Two. Um can I can I read you an excerpt? Yeah, maybe? please okay. do. Okay, okay. Um let's see. I'll get I'll get down to the good stuff. Um,
0: they come for the witty banter, they stay for the
1: erotic fantasy. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um Patricia lunged at Rachel and tackled her around the waist before she could even finish the sentence. She took Rachel down to the marble floor heedless or uncaring that her own dress was ripping the two luscious brunettes skidded across the slippery marble floor in a tangle of thrashing arms and flailing legs um there's a lot of talk about their sexy dresses (laughs) heaving bellies Mm -hmm. wrists, waists, arms legs, feet lots of emphasis on the body and the body Um, Rachel let out a groan as Patricia's hard elbow flattened her boobs onto her chest. Before she could catch her breath, Patricia gave a hard yank on Rachel's long, sexy red gown and hauled Rachel back up to her feet. She used the flimsy red dress to pull her hated foe up, but the material couldn't withstand the stress, and the front of her dress (laughs) began to rip. Once she had Rachel back on her feet, Patricia grabbed the front of the gown and pulled down hard. The tear grew in size into a huge, gaping opening, and in a matter of seconds, Patricia had the whole of Rachel's red gown wide open. And it goes on. It's really long. Wow. It's really long. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah. So... Who's the hottie now? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that piece of fanfic. Yeah, I'll throw that into the show notes if anyone wants to read it. That's awesome. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, now, to finish up, um, naked news. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> Is
3: this a segment? I don't Well, because Campbell
2: last week was like, we've got to look out for. We've got to identify Oh places. cocks on film. Yeah. Oh cocks on a f- place where we
1: can, can see we call it, it? So that we can <laughs> Oh cocks on film I thought
2: <laughs> Now, Going back to what we've been consuming, I left out what I, uh, one of the TV shows we've been consuming was oh. Homeland. Which connects to what Harry's been consuming because it features uh the prostitute from Firefly Mm. in a much more naked fashion than she was as a prostitute in Firefly, even though she's playing a housewife in Homeland. Oh, fantastic.
1: Can you give us, those who don't know, a bit of a rundown on what Homeland is?
2: Homeland is uh, the new Claire Danes Showtime vehicle. Mm. So, obviously, you know, Showtime, I think they did... They love TV shows that show lots of boobs. so um, like HBO. Sex, yeah. But probably (laughs) even more gratuitous than that, but... Uh, I'm off the top of my head I'm forgetting what other shows Showtime does but um, anyway she is uh, Claire Danes is a homeland security officer like undercover kind of thing and um, is it General Winters from Band of Brothers and he also plays Soames in the Foresight Saga the redhead dude Soames or whatever he's called um, General Winters. He's the redhead guy in Brandon Brothers.
1: Oh, look, I'm having trouble. Just keep telling the story.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he is... Uh, um, and this is an American soldier, and he's caught at the start of the Iraq War, and he's held in captivity for eight years. Oh. And uh, he's finally um, rediscovered or... Co- saved? Liberated. Liberated, Certainly. and he comes back to America, but Claire Danes has this theory... That he has been in that eight years, he's been turned so now he's a sleeper agent for Al Qaeda or some bad force. And so she's spying on him uh, to see what uh, you know whether he'll make contact with some sleep, other sleeper agents in the US. Um, but the interesting thing, like, she her team puts all these cameras in house, so it's this really kind of voyeuristic thing where she's watching um, him reintegrate into his family who've thought he's been dead for eight years so uh there's all that to contain with and the wife his wife is the girl from Firefly and obviously she is um hooked up with one of his best friends while he's been away this always happens yeah and she's conflicted about that you know whether she should tell um him that he's been hooking up with his best friend while he's been away or not and obviously they decide not to so then they're living a lie and uh Ooh. So, there's also the features, lots of flashbacks. And then Claire is
1: privy to all of this.
2: Yeah, she's watching it voyeuristically on, you know, the, the security monitors. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's quite an interesting show in the sense that it is that, although the last episode watched her um, secret, uh, what do you call it, where you, p- people, you get permission to search people's house. Warrant. Her warrant runs out, so they have to remove the cameras. So,
1: I don't know what's going to happen now that she can't watch him all the time. What, Um, do they they just come into the house and go, oh, yeah, we've got to take all the cameras out?
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, when he goes off to some event, the whole team comes in and removes the cameras because the warrant runs out. So, now she has to spy. off? That's weird. But she still suspects that he's a... Sleeper. A sleeper agent, so she's spying with him Mm. from binoculars now through the windows. She doesn't have full access now. (laughs) Um, it's but a peeping then chom style. she <laughs> runs into him. She goes to a. a, a What's the word?
1: Um, carnival?
2: No, like an AA meeting, but for grieving, I guess. Cause uh, underwater for ex, world. For ex soldiers, you know. Oh, like. Yeah, okay. Um, Post distress disorder meeting, like for AA, like that kind of thing. And she meets him there, and now that's where it's left off. So it's like, now they've actually met in real life. And he seems like he has a crush on her because he doesn't relate to his wife anymore. Mm. And it's pretty clear. I think they're hinting that he is actually a sleep agent.
1: Sorry, spoiler. Oh. But not that... And the not twist not is he's actually a woman. Maybe, yeah. That'd be a good How'd we And Claire Danes is a man. I don't know. It's your show note. That's what your show note is. Cox on film. Cox oh, on film, I think. All oh, right, because yeah. there's lots of boobs in that. So,
2: we have to even it out by outlining uh, where to see Cox on film.
1: Oh what! This is just hot tips where to look at cogs. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what I was going <laughs> <say laughs> to say is you, you watch the you the Wire, right?
1: Did you watch the Wire? Ah, uh, no, no. no I but
2: never you watched seen the, the Wire. I watched the Wire. There's some cogs in um, that
0: film.
2: Yeah, and it is the only erect penis I've ever seen on. Oh, like, whoa, really? K, no, really? Okay, non porn film.
0: Can't recall the erect penis.
2: The wait, he walks. Someone walks in on the mayor getting a blowjob from his like secretary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The black mayor, not the white mayor.
0: And is that
2: erect? Yeah, I think if you go back, it's an erect penis. It's the first time I've ever seen a erect penis in non-porn film uh, media. Wow. I... Yeah. I can't, can you think of any other... No, no. I'm,
1: I'm almost positive. Because it's rare enough, cocks on film.
2: And I wonder if it, they used a Cop dildo, double. like a, dildo. a double, or whether Cop it was double. a real... I up. thought it was illegal to show, like, a wrecked penis I'll, I'll try and go. get a screenshot. Maybe I'll include it in the show notes, a screenshot of Yeah,
1: it. just um, type in black mare getting a blowjob yeah. in Google image search.
2: Well, I, I, I f- kind of figured if I talk about wrecked penis on TV, I'll get a discussion about that scene because I don't know it, but I
1: couldn't find anything.
2: Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it's just a, it's just a short flash that no one knows. Maybe I just fantasize about it. And I, maybe I'm sure I'll get there Maybe about.
1: that scene yeah. never happened and the yeah. jellyfish just implanted yeah, into your head. Yeah, in my head, yeah. Uh, so is there any
2: other good places to cog on mainstream television
1: you guys know oh, SBS That's
2: about, yeah, I know yeah. Ewan McGregor is a big fan Ewan's, Ewan's Ewan, it getting it out yeah. all the
1: time Harvey Keitel gets it out all the time yeah. um, I'm pretty sure
2: uh, as a New else? Zealander what do you think about William Harvey Defoe Te- I piano think, I think
1: Willem Dafoe gets it out a lot yeah William Dafoe probably he yeah. likes getting it out Yeah. good on him um, what do I think about the piano yeah I've never seen it. You've never seen the
2: piano. I've never seen Can't the piano. you got to see the piano. I know, I totally want I just want, want to see
1: your opinion on it. It's such a...
2: It was kind of like... Actually, I've seen like 10 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like the crime right. game where the my impression oh. of what everyone talked about the film was completely different to what that right. film was.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what the piano's about. Yeah. I know there's some woman that looks like a nun in yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I assume there's a piano. And, and this little girl. And I think she won the Oscar and... Kaitel's in
2: it? Kaitel's Kytel? in it and... Yeah young girl who's in True Blood she won her Oscar for it. Anna her. Paquin's in it. She? Yeah, She was the oh. youngest person ever to win an Oscar or something.
1: Sweet. Now it's all paps out. But She hides Trouble.
2: it in a cupboard because she's embarrassed about mm-hmm. it because she doesn't feel as like she deserved it because she was only a kid actor. Oh. And all her peers obviously didn't win until they were like 40. <laughs> so she's aiming to win it, I guess, I guess again as a legitimate old person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's about wraps up the show. Anything else you guys want to talk about? We didn't talk about car news. Oh yeah. bang <laughs> on. <it. laughs> Any quick car news? Well we talked about Harry's yep. car, car. Yeah. That that's still it works. Qualifies. Um, um. I watched the Formula One, it was one of the most boring races ever. Okay. But obviously it talked about the solution is reverse grids, but that'll
1: probably never be implemented. Reverse grids. I oh, yeah. It's a clever idea. Um, it's not that clever, really. But. I watched a few clips of Top Gear on YouTube today. I haven't watched them in months. Were they funny? Um, Not really. Mm. I, I don't think I ever really found them that funny, actually. <laughs> like, the clips on YouTube. Um, was Actually, there actually, was a slightly funny bit where they got lost in Italy in little hatchbacks and they were weaving through all these one-way streets and getting quite lost. Oh, I think I've seen that episode, yeah yeah I quite like that but um yeah watching it on YouTube is kind of a pain and I can't be bothered downloading a full episode
2: um I rec- actually record that on real TV but I so rarely actually catch up with the episodes yeah I usually end up deleting
1: because they take up room on a hard drive yeah so that was my sort of fang news I watched a bit of Top Gear and I wasn't that impressed and I went back to watching <laughs> TED Talks which <laughs> TED Talks
2: are there any car news in TED Talks I know there's the, the Tesla guy um, came in at one
1: point yeah I haven't watched that I, I actually watched one by um, one of the heads of Ford yesterday Oh yeah. and his talk was less than impressive I thought it was pretty uninspiring mm. um yeah, I haven't watched any other ones. I'm sure there must be ones on. There's, you know, yeah. There's lots about infrastructure and stuff like that, mm. but not so much about automobiles. Yeah. Harry, any further?
0: Uh, bikes are the way of the future. Automobiles,
2: no. Nah. Bicycles. Bicycles. Do you know what Steve Jobs said? Freedom he, said he said I was about that to say. computers are the bicycles on the mind. Yeah, because, because
1: he reckons he wanted well, to call the computer the bicycle at one point. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he, insta- yeah, he yeah, was yeah. it reading bicycle. a book about how um, bicycles are like the most efficient form of transport if you're in one of those, um, you know, aerodynamic enclosures and you're riding. Yeah. Um, that's the most efficient form of transport known to man so far. And he was like, computers shouldn't be about doing stuff for you. It's just a way of using it as a tool
1: to be more efficient at other things. Um I know it's it's the wind-up of the show and we probably shouldn't be getting into (laughs) anything more. Big topics. topics, But more about Steve. Um, Are you at all interested, inspired, tempted uh, to dabble into uh, Buddhism to any extent? Or meditation? (laughs) Well, that's...
2: Did we talk about this show? That's what I'm consuming at the moment and uh, I still haven't left that phase of his life. I'm only a third way through (laughs) the book and he's just all about the crazy zen buddhism stuff he was doing
1: but what do you think about that
2: uh no well i don't have that issue where i need to find myself i already found myself i need to find other things so he seemed so disturbed by the fact that he was adopted that you know he's always like trying to find himself and i i i kind of wish i could swap those people i kind of wish i could swap them Because I don't feel like... I have the opposite thing where I don't feel like I associate with my parents at all. I can see where I come from from my parents. I can see where I get the different qualities from my parents. But I'm such a in-the-middle-between-the-two that I don't relate to either of my parents directly
1: at all. Uh, This is getting getting quite heavy. Do you
2: know what I mean? And he's spent so long just trying to rediscover himself because the fact of he's adopted. He didn't know who he was and trying to discover himself when he, he went on an all vegetarian diet like he had this idea that if he only ate fruit he would smell like a fruit but that wasn't true he'd always have B.O. Diary, yeah. and they'd always at when he worked at Atari they'd always put him in the basement because no one wanted to sm- work with him because he smelled too much badly really? yeah that's what I'm reading right at the moment that's wow I need to read his biography you should but check it out it's only $10 it's really a discounted it. right now Kindle bookstore, uh, www.kindle. So I haven't even got into the exciting stuff. I'm only just exploring the pre. I haven't got into the where Apple started yet. So I'm only up to Atari and uh, Hewlett Packard days. So, um.
1: but no, no temptation to explore that sort of spiritual, not philosophical. No. You don't think it might? Um, I don't know. Just be just a li- Be that. a life experience. But you don't think it might be a life experience that will open up things that. Or ways of you know cognitive uh, i new, new I definitely feel though.
2: that like i don't ha- i don't follow any kind
1: of religion, but
2: I guess the thing is, as someone who w- wants to tell stories i've already built oh uh, i've already built my story as it is, so I have no questions about the universe because I've already worked all that stuff out <laughs> you know
1: Oh, man. You've worked it all out. <laughs> yep. Shit, James. <laughs> what are you going to do for the rest of your life?
2: Well, I just have to... I want to be able to get better at telling those stories so other people can it. You, need to, you, need, to, you need to have more experience. And, do you know what I mean? So, like, so I'm doing a like to- podcast so I can talk more about stuff and I want to be a writer. I'm The, one, the thing I want to be more than anything else is a writer and that's the thing I'm worst at. So, that's what I'm working at at the moment. Uh, being able to communicate my ideas onto a way in a way that other people can uh-huh, understand what I'm uh-huh. talking about.
1: Okay, yeah, cool.
2: Which I guess all artists strive at whether yeah. whatever medium you're using at, you want to communicate well, everyone, your ideas. Everyone's. Have you tried LSD, James? No, but I would like to, but I
1: don't have any So you you, so you think LSD would be more useful than meditation. Well, I'm going to I'm just I'm just I'm just say, you know,
2: you seem it, quite it, close he's to obsessed with LSD in his book It's just yeah. like he, every, every credit he gives to his life, it's to do LSD, you know. Yeah.
0: James Bailing Up, Main Street, take a right, end of the, that street.
2: Magic Mushrooms.
0: Pine Forest. Can you, Magic. Can't you get
2: us on, huh? No. We're going to have the Green Party sometime soon. Oh, coming up on fanging Around, we're going to have a Canadian special. Oh, oh shit. a Canadian Nick's special? Nick's coming back. He's going to cake up the fourth chair, fourth chair in place of Fred, He's obviously away. Oh, man. We're going to have to and really work up some pod. Who's um, the hottie now? I'm thinking Degrassi.
1: Yes. We're going yeah, to save the Degrassi, Degrassi
2: episodes for... When Nick yeah.
1: comes back, you yeah, I we'll have an all Canadian special. Yeah, um, and what's the national anthem? I can't even remember.
2: Canadians, yeah. oh,
0: yeah. go, oh, we're Canada!
2: <laughs> oh, Canada. Canada. Canada! You have to teach us on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll sing it.
2: Uh, hey. Hopefully, hey. I I'll obviously tease that but yeah we're supposedly going to have a Canadian show to do a Canadian special
1: yeah we get the show notes working hard
2: hopefully in two weeks time he comes next week and he'll hopefully be here for the episode after that
1: nice
3: all
2: right looking forward to it cool that's fanging Fangin around episode fanging. four I think even though this will probably be episode two on the actual feed <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah, We've got two backup episodes in case things go wrong. That's good. Episode something. Yeah. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. Oh, where do you guys where do we find you guys on the internet? Just uh to- Campbellwhite.com, all one word all lowercase and the white spelt with a Y. You can send me an that's email classic. at h.eslicatgmail.com.
0: Oh you're giving out your email and oh, your last name.
2: <gasps> oh. Uh, Yeah, I'm James, a.k.a. the guy called Tom. Just Google the guy called Tom, all one word, and you can pretty much find everything I do. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Ciao, ciao.